Hello? Hello? Oh, hang on a second. Let me turn you up slightly. Turn me up, turn me up. Hang on. Oh, go on, try now. Hello, hello. Oh, yes, that's marvellous. How are you? Oh, you've had better fucking weeks than this. I've had a lot better weeks, mate, that's for sure. Okay, uh, now. Yeah, hopefully this will alleviate it a little bit. Yes. Right. Shall we, shall we get this we, on the road? Then? crack on? Go uh, on, then. Natter. All right, then. <clears throat> well, I'll just make sure everything's recording or else that would be a pain in the arse. That would really wind the fucking week off, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. press record. Bollocks. Hello and thank you for listening to episode 208 of 60 Minutes With. I'm Dave and this is the entertainment show for October and November 2019, sponsored by Below the Belt Grooming. And joining me is the man whose original sweaty bollocks problem got us in with those guys. Hello, Chris. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Um... <laughs> God, wow, this is weird. What the fuck? I'm doing an, an entertainment show. Last one I, I think we did was what? July? July with me and you. It was, yeah. God, yeah. And then look what's happened since then. We've got bloody sponsors. We've I got... Know. And I should pull you up, Dave. Uh, well, pull you up. I should not it's, pull you off. Oh, damn it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> although you never know. Well, um, yeah, I, it's not a problem. It, I mean, it's not as if it's it's not it's not medicated cream. It's just it it makes your balls feel nice. That's all. It's no, just. No. I was on about your original the reason for buying it. You must have had exceedingly sweaty balls to think of buying such a product. I mean, you know, wouldn't wouldn't have a cold flannel have sufficed? But that's only temporary. See, oh, and then yeah. if you think about it as well, the. You know, you still have to dry them, otherwise they're still a little bit soggy, aren't they? And, you know, sort of like, um, there's that nice feeling, though, actually, when you do kind of like have a little bit of cold and it shrivels them up like instantaneously, which is, <laughs> <laughs> which is quite nice. But, um, yeah, no, I it, it's, it, it, you've got to have the cream. It's awesome. I, I, I know that they've sent out, um, oh, there's been a few competitions as well we um, had yeah we had the competition I'll, I'll give the name of the competition winner because i asked ooh. yeah i said is it okay to, to you know to say your name on the podcast he said yeah it's not tina is it and sweating Te- yeah it's- because they have now started below the boob grooming and they've <laughs> she has she is <laughs> their cover model for it um lifting her breasts up and showing them sweat free mm. yeah uh no it was <laughs> It was Dave on Twitter uh, at Yellowbog1969. I always want to say 67. I'm sure it's 69 now. I think uh, it's 69. I was, when you said that it's Dave on Twitter, I was thinking, you can't fucking win it yourself, Dave. That's it. <laughs> that's People not the way it works. every competition we do on Twitter, I win. <laughs> <laughs> just makes us look really generous, yeah. but really just keeping the, all the gifts and the present. <laughs> I, have, I have so many false Twitter accounts, mate, that <laughs> just pretend to be other people, and I win. It's great. Oh, God. Well, well done, Dave. Has Dave come back to you and said uh, how his balls feel at the moment? Yeah, he has. And he tweeted a picture of his 
<laughs> of his prize. I was expecting it. And amazing. Below the belt grooming. Thank you for their generosity. I thought they'd just send, you know, one of the cream things, you know, what, whichever one. They sent him a lovely gift box with different creams in and a towel and everything in it. It was amazing. Oh, Dave, you lucky, lucky bastard. Oh. But I thought what you were going to say, he sent a picture of his balls then for a second. But uh, <laughs> a towel? What the fuck's the towel for? Towel? I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Is that... Uh, I don't know. Dab before, before probably not afterwards. Well, I'm thinking there's something else going on. Here. Might, you know, kind of, uh, you might have had a cheeky little toss and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> use the towel. That was it. It could have. It could actually have had toss towel embroidered on it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's how deluxe that package was that they're sending out. <laughs> Dave's deluxe package. <laughs> <laughs> it's deluxe now after using below the belt oh my god one. yeah and we've got another we've got another giveaway from them to give away in this episode too oh, which is great yeah, of them i'm gonna mention that one you see I, I do retweet all the competitions and stuff on on twitter um not because i want to win one but because i'm just want to spread the word and all hmm. that kind of stuff but actually i want to win one of their bloody gift packages because they sound amazing <laughs> they do they do i haven't tried the product yet either uh, and I have promised Tina. Hey, if anyone needs it, you fucking exactly, do. Exactly, yeah. Tina said, for fuck's sake, get those sweaty balls sorted and buy some of that below the belt. So I'm going to. I'm going to treat myself for Christmas, mate. It's like, then. Dave, get those sweaty bollocks off my face. <laughs> <laughs> um, said, uh, get them out uh, of my mouth right now. <laughs> I was gonna say, they're not going anywhere near my mouth <laughs> until you get some below the belt yes. products. And then you can maybe, maybe, you know. Yeah, just have that towel close at hand as well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case you get too excited. Oh, yeah. Which uh, has been known now and again. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, anyway, Dave, how the devil are you? It's been, like I said, a while. I know we spoke to each other on the ABC uh, show a little, well, was that, what, a couple of three weeks ago now? Hmm. I'll do track of time. It's God. It's, well, I think once you get into sort of like October, November, December, particularly if you've got little kids, the time just flies by. I mean, it's not, it's the 29th of November as we record. But you've got. I'm guaranteed that December will just fly by because mm. there's always something going on. There's always people coming around, or you're going to somebody's house, or you you're going to a party, or there's Christmas dues, and you know work dues, and all that kind of stuff. There's, you know all sorts of stuff, and then Christmas obviously happens, and it's just it just flies by, doesn't it? Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping that we're going to fit another ABC show in before Christmas um, next week. I'm hoping that Adam and I are going to do the Return of the Living Dead show, mm -hmm. which we've been threatening to do since Halloween. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're only like a month and a bit late. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we even sort of like messed about our schedule to sort of uh, make it sound so posh, doesn't it, and organised. Nice. Um, our, our kind of, because uh, we've got a list of movies that we want to talk about. So we moved stuff around to try and fit in to get it out for Halloween. But anyway, people can listen to it now. It'll be a Christmas Halloween show. Yeah, why not? Why not be different? Yeah. yeah. You know, or we can just wait till next year, listen to it then. So <laughs> anyway, sorry, how, how are you? Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Things things going on. Um, as we know, we've talked about off air. This like, and, Well, actually, we did touch about it on the ABC of, you know, it's been a bit of a shit time. And we all talked about the shit times and... I thought my shit time had finished and then things have happened this week where it's just got a bit shitter, really. So, mm -hmm. yeah, thankfully, uh, there's things like this to uh, to cheer me up and we can do yeah. too. And to forget about it for a little bit. But yeah. yeah, apart from the shit shit stuff, 
Um, yeah, excited talking to, fingers crossed, um, Susie Quattro next week. So that'll be good. Been a fan of her oh. since the 70s, so I can't wait to do that. I'll be, I'll be naked talking to her. I was going to say, I don't know what you're doing with your fingers. I know what you'd like to do with, with your fingers. <laughs> oh, I'll have sweaty balls that time, that's for sure. <laughs> God, Susie Quattro. Oh, Leather Tuscadero from Happy Days as well, if you remember her in that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to type in Susie Quattro 2019 because um, I want to see what she looks like. She's uh, she's close to 70 now. I think she's 68. Is she? 68, 69. She's around there, yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah, wow. she's still wearing leather and still rocking out, mate. She's got a you know new album this year and been touring. Mm. Yeah, she can still do it. It's good. Mm. Does, still does it for you? Oh, yes. Yeah, like I say, from, you know, been a fan since, oh, God, when was... Can the Can and Devil Gate Drive were seventy three ish, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, Dave, have you looked at her website? You'd quite like this because there's pictures of her like now, but mm. there's pictures of her in her youth, shall we say? Cool. Oh, mm. Getting a bit excited. Do you, want a, actually. do you want a minute before we carry on? <laughs> yeah, let me dig out the flashlight from under the, <laughs> the settee. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll hear that. I'll hear the tunes of devil gate drive in the background and just you going silent for a little bit yeah shaking up the can as we go. <laughs> oh, oh that, that'd be amazing mm. you do you get some good guests on the show i have to, dave i have to say it's fantastic. yeah i mean it's good i mean even people we've had i'm sure people know with interview stuff even people that are not as well known you know i've got amazing stories so it's always nice to have a chat to somebody and and find out about their life and so on so yeah i've got some good interview shows coming up but i won't i won't say any more because i have in the past i've like tweeted oh i'm doing a show with so and so and then it falls through so yeah yeah i'll just i'll, I'll be very careful yeah um but yeah apart from that it's not it's not been it's not been too bad shit stuff aside it's, yeah it's still all right it's still going you know what i mean Still, still got your legs. I've still, still got my legs. That's the thing now. I think that's the thing after the after the pilot rant show episode is no matter how bad it gets, if you've still got your legs, you're all right, really. Yeah. And I'm totally oh god. It's all right, Dave. I've just <laughs> I'm looking at the gallery as we uh, we talk. There's a pic, there's a picture of him, a like it's like a leather bikini with fucking knee length boots on. Dave, you have I'm gonna oh. right, send you this picture. Is that going in the chat uh, now? It'll be me that'll uh, go quiet for a minute now. That'll be it. Um, yeah. Anyway, so um, I'm totally taking credit for that. By the way, that the name. If it does carry on, I know you called it Rantsarus, but it was I, I, my idea was let's call it. You know, at least you, well, you've still got your legs, or at least I've still got my legs. That kind of thing. <laughs> what a great name for a show that is. <laughs> you know, being a bit modest and all that. There you go, Dave. I'll put the link in for you. Just I'll, uh, I'll, I'll just click on that now, and uh, of course, people cannot see what I'm looking at. Um, but oh, it's the gallery. Oh, it's the gallery section, and there's lots of pictures coming up of her. It is about Ooh. halfway down. There's a picture of a. Oh God, I should be careful what I say. There's a picture of a little girl. <laughs> Are you sure you're on the right gallery? <laughs> Your homepage hasn't popped up, has it? <laughs> there's a picture of a little girl, and then the it's the if you go right to the bottom, it's the third one up on the right hand side. Uh, yeah. She must be quite. She must have been quite young when she was doing this. Ooh. Have you found? Have you found it? Yeah. Oh, there's some very good pictures on here, actually. Yeah. Mm. So, anyway, go to mm. suzyquattro. Um, if you're if you're interested in what we're looking at. Yeah. Play along with us, listeners, and 
yeah, yeah. Literally play along with us. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, the, the first picture's all right, isn't it? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yes, I'll say, shit stuff aside, you've still got your legs, you're still here, you're still mm. talking to us. And... Yeah, and I've got, I've got, oh, God, I've got some rants ready for the next rant show, mate. Oh, well, hopefully, the rant show is going to be sort of semi-regular. I think it's going to be one of those ad hoc as, as and when people yeah. Because it's good because, you know, we've got Alan and Walt from the Rider, Rider, Rider Wide. Oh, Jesus I like Christ. that. <laughs> their, their offshoot show of the Rider Wide. That's nothing to do with Susie Quattro, is it again? That's because I was still gr- scrolling through that gallery. Um, Rider Rider Wide. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and we're going to bring like Jerry and Dave and other podcasters in. And it's one of those that just as and when people got something to vent, like three or four people can get together and just have a rant about stuff, which I think is quite funny. Mm. Yeah, it's always good, isn't it? Let off some yeah. steam. Yeah, it was a good show. And uh, although, I mean, it was um, it wasn't a negative like kind of like there was it was really funny, like unintentionally, perhaps. But, mm. you know, just kind of um, Walt pulling up, uh, you know, and going into the post office and just, <laughs> oh, well, I'm not actually that pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, but so that was quite funny. So um, yeah, it's not like a negative show. Oh no, like, it oh, is. God no. damn it! What the state of this fucking yeah. country and all this yeah. kind of. Oh, you know, let's talk about fucking the B word, which I'm not going to do, and all that kind of stuff is like, you know, let's talk about the government. Fuck all that. No, because I did, I did, I did. I put my boss hat on, and I said, yeah, it's fine. Anything goes. As you know, we're explicit show, just like politics and political policies just no because that i am so fucked off with that on the news and everywhere it's just yeah hopefully we give people a bit of uh we're a nice place to escape from all of that but yeah these rant shows it is as just letting off steam but finding the funny side about stuff to let off steam about yeah Mm. i just kept thinking commando while you were talking then let off some steam bennett yes So how's things been with you then since we last got? I mean, because it's what is it? Like you said, July. Wow. Yeah, it's good. Everything's good. Um, Like I said, I'm trying to think. We've Adam and I have done more podcasts, I think, than anything else because Mm. we we sort of like started off the the you know looking back spotlight shows. Uh, So we did a few of those. Then we did an ABC. Um, I went to Eurogamer, wrote a review of that. So yeah, just just life. You know, it's just the last few months have just flown by sorry just not my mic uh it's just flown by really just doing things uh, and um with work the kids you know a bit of podcasting bit of gaming um i've got a cineworld pass so you'll notice oh, there's more cineworld uh or more cinema sort of chat than i, I would have normally Ooh. um so yeah I, I kind of thought well you know if we if Kay and i can go out a little bit you know, more often to the cinema and get away from the kids for a few hours. That'd be nice. Oh. Just have a little break for it and do something for us. So, yeah, that's cool. So I've been out to the cinema because I had one before the kids came along and I'd be at the cinema like pr- practically every day, mm. you know, when something was out or whatever, or, or at least once a week. Um, and uh, so it's nice to actually just think, um, it's kind of like if, when you've got it as well, you kind of feel motivated to get up and use yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and I, th- I suppose the big difference with the Cineworld um, passes is that you sign up for a year now, whereas before it used to be like you'd sign up for 
a month by month basis. So you do have to commit to it, I suppose. But hmm. it's um, yeah, it's it's good. I'm enjoying it. So yeah, we went last night. In fact, something hot off the press. Oh, bloody talk, hell! Talk about later on. Oh, okay. Well, just <laughs> sticking with cinemas for a minute. I've got to give a shout out to View Cinemas here in the UK because me and Tina went to the one. There's a place. It's not too far of a drive. It's under an hour for us to get there. Um, called Cheshire Oaks. Uh, it's a big sort of outlet mall, and uh, the View Cinema there. Uh, it's well, View Cinemas across the country anyway. At least here in the northwest, uh, all films are four ninety nine, which is mm. like a bargain. But this cinema, and I presume majority of View Cinemas are doing the same. They're swapping every seat in every screen for these big, wide leather or false leather um, reclining armchairs. So your feet, you press the button on the side and your feet come up and your back goes back and you've got this tray that swings across in front of you. So the screen that we went into, and I'd say, oh, I'd say two thirds of the normal seats have been removed to make way for a cinema full of these big recliners because you know they're really wide it is like a proper like reclining armchair that you sat on mm. and then you've got a shitload of space in front of you and behind you so even if you've got a dick behind you who's like you know talking or something they're that far away behind you they have to be talking loud for you to hear them oh wow it is so comfortable it's and for like 4.99 a film as well and mm. all these seats yeah so yeah well done for you i say but- yeah, that's awesome. I mean, um, there is one by us, but you may have seen it was in the news recently. It's at Star City. <laughs> oh, my <where> God. <laughs> it, it, it all kicked off uh, recently. There was the... I don't even know what the fucking film is. But, yeah, that that sounded horrific. There was a massive kind of, like, fight and riot. There was people with machetes and all sorts of people... All sorts of shit happening there. But, anyway, I, um, but... I've only I've been to oh, showcase, but you, I've paid extra in the past for that mm, kind of yeah. experience where you've got a sofa. Um, but that sounds amazing. Um, like five pounds a film as well. Yeah, is uh, is a, a, a bargain. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, what a way to get people back in the cinema. A five for a film and you're sat in complete comfort is you, you can't knock that at all. That's the best way to get people back into cinemas. Yeah. Do you know what? One of my pet peeves, this would be, I suppose, a little rant of, of mine talking about rants, <laughs> is the, you know, when you go to the cinema, is people who leave their shit there, you know, if, oh, if they've, yeah. they've bought popcorn or a drink or something like that, people who just leave it and, <laughs> you know, leave their rubbish. I'm thinking, you know, you fucking pigs. It's just, there's, there's no need for that. No. Just pick your rubbish up. And take it to the bin. There, there's a bin literally outside hmm. the door, outside the, the door of the cinema as, as you go in. Or there's usually somebody standing there, like, as the film finishes, with a, ba- a black bag. So you just walk out and pop it in the bag. Help. Yeah. Help them out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's no there's no reason or need to leave your shit there. It's the the height of fucking laziness. Oh, it's it just, is, yeah. And it winds me up because I just think... You lazy fuckers! Yeah. You know, you kind of who the fuck do you think you are? You expect someone else to pick up your shit? You know, just because you've been to the cinema, it's like it—it's not part of the fucking admission to leave your shit there so somebody else can pick it yeah. up and then probably lazy. probably complain the next time you go to the cinema that oh we can't get in yet because they're still cleaning. <laughs> it's like yeah. well yeah, it's no fucking wonder really. 
lazy fuckers. Oh. Oh, things like that. I know you had a little bit of a moan recently because people were dumping rubbish outside um, Church Castle, which again, people who throw rubbish and just just throw litter generally, mm. fucking, there's no need for it. It's disgusting. You know, in this day and age, there are bins practically, you know, pretty much everywhere. Oh, yeah. You know, you, or you, like, you do, like you said, you just put it in your pocket. That's what I was taught when I was a kid. Yeah, that's what I taught my kids. Just carry it with you until you find a bin. You know, it's not... Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we... I, I was a bit of a greedy bastard last night because, like, uh, <laughs> we went to uh, the... Um, what's it called? Uh, you know, the Pound World or Poundland or whatever. Yeah, there's and, plenty um, of them, those now, isn't there? Yeah, everywhere. yeah, so, you know, buying sort of like... like uh, snacks and stuff so uh i think they were doing toffee fee i love toffee fee for 75 pence and uh then there was uh matchmakers for 75p oh wow um like you know because which flavor so, though come on which flavor matchmakers mint, oh mint. good good call good call yeah uh i know they do orange but i like the mint ones yeah. uh and then so like you know a packet of sweets a couple of packets of like the whisper bites or the uh you know kit kat little bites all that kind of stuff six pack of cat you know cans of pop uh so we went like it was a fucking picnic and I, again we weren't being noisy because I, I hate that as well yeah. so i'm um, kind of like you know let's open up your can before the film starts while the trailers are on like kind of, you don't need to open it there and then i mean we only had one drink while we were there but then you know again all the rattling open stuff before the film starts mm, yeah just keep it close by so that it's ready for you to go and not you know so anyway so we you know we made a bit of a bit of mess but not all over the floor, and I didn't just leave it on the fucking seat for some poor guy to come and mm. pick, pick up more, all my shit. So, yeah, that stuff. Oh. Well, I've got you beat with that one, mate. Well, actually, not me that's got you beat. I went to Grimfest uh, in October. It's the fourth time that I've covered it. Review on the website, of course. Please go and read that. In fact, yeah, everybody listening to this, if you haven't read the review for Grimfest, in fact, if you haven't read the reviews for the last four years that I've been to Grimfest, go and read them on the website because... They play some amazing films, and a lot of them don't are hard to find. Um, one of them, well, one of them um, this year was Extraordinary, which was fucking awesome. Mm. Um, another one from the other year was Double Date. We did me and Tina did the interview show oh, with yeah. Danny Morgan. That was another one that was sort of Grimfest. So go and read the reviews of Grimfest, and you'll see some amazing films to hunt out uh, and watch. So I went to it. Uh, in October this year, it's the fourth time, like I said, and I tried to get in this sort of a similar place. So I'm like about three quarters of the way back, and where I sit, it's to the left hand side, uh, and I've got like this bar in front of me that, being a lazy twat, I put my feet up on, you know, so it's mm. like a sort of a mini footrest. And then in front of the bar, it's the stairs. So, I, you know, the people coming up the stairs are directly in front of me, and they're coming up, and then there's like, about four or five rows behind me. So I'm sat there, and that's my place for the three days I was there this year. It's going to be five days next year. It's going to be awesome. Wow. Yeah. Hell. Yeah. Mick, Mick Garris has already been announced as one of the guests. Um, yeah, me and Ramrod did the uh, interview show with him in, oh, God, way back when, in the early days of 60 Minutes. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I'm sat there. And, um, I, you know, I've got my bag next to me because I'm there for the full day every day. And I've got, you know, a couple of drinks and sandwiches and all this kind of stuff. And like you, before any film starts, get it all ready so you're not rustling and rattling and doing all this kind of shit. Uh, and again, fair play to the entire audience at Grimfest. Far better than any sort of multiplex that you go to. Uh, all horror fans, it's all horror films that are there. Really well behaved. Laugh and cheer, of course, when you laugh and cheer. 
nobody on the phones, nobody having a conversation partway through the films. It's really, really good place. Very nice. So I'm sat, these stairs are in front of me and we're waiting, for, you know, for the next film to come on. And then this couple start walking up the stairs that are in front of me. And they're probably like late 30s, early 40s. And they've got a bit of timber on them. You know what I mean? There's, you know, there's, <laughs> they're not light on their feet. And they've, each of them have got, now you know these cooler bags where you, you keep food cool in them and you can buy them? Yeah, yeah. They'd each got one of these. And I swear to you, mate, these were the size of a picnic hamper each. Fucking hell. Yeah. I thought, what the fuck is in there? And this wasn't even at the beginning of the day. This was into the afternoon. I think it was like three films to go. And they've each come with one of them. I thought, oh, my God. They're like, they're they're really going to go for it. And they sat right in the back row. Uh, And again, fair play to them. Couldn't hear them eating or anything. You know, they were respectful cinema goers but with a shitload to eat and drink. <laughs> so this first film, um, well, the first film that they were there for, finished. And then she walks down the stairs, and I thought, obviously, going to the toilet, have a quick pee before between films, like you do. And then about five minutes later, she appears, and she's coming up the stairs. And remember what they'd walked in with, each. And she's holding, she's got two of those, you know, the biggest drinks you can buy for, like, you know, the... Cokes or whatever you want in them. But like the le- the three litre The bottles, massive or... ones, yeah. yeah. She's got yeah. one under each arm, right? Not, obviously not squeezing it too hard or else it'd go everywhere. Then she's got, in each hand, she's got the largest tacos and cheese and jalapeno things that you can carry, like in each hand, carrying them. And I thought, oh my God, it wasn't, you know, the two picnic hampers enough. And then as she's coming up the stairs... I spy behind her. She's got one of the she's got one of the lads from the food place behind her with four of massive hot dogs and some more tacos and cheese. What? <laughs> Jesus. Like, Almost the cost of fortune. What the fuck? It was oh my god, yeah. Uh yeah, so that's 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 how you do it, mate. And I always think I hardly to be honest, I hardly eat when I'm at a cinema. If I just go for one film, I don't I don't eat anything because I think something to eat beforehand or afterwards. If I'm taking my kids, I will. But if it's just me, I don't. I don't bother. Mm. But these, yeah. Oh my god, these went for it big time. I've never seen so much food um, being brought into a cinema by two people. Yeah, I mean, I think you said it before, but it's like people having a chat while the film's oh, on. God. Fuck off to the pub. <laughs> it's yeah. like go for a meal. Go to the pub. Don't sit in a cinema where it's quiet no. and the it's like why? What's the fucking point? That's it. Stop checking your Facebook or any sort of social media. It can wait for a couple of hours and then I've seen. Oh well, I'm expecting an important phone call. Well, don't go to the fucking cinema when you're expecting an important phone call. Then just <laughs> go again. Anyway, we've strayed into rant. We've stayed into rant show, haven't we? Oh, my God. How easy it's done. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> so we actually start with some entertainment uh, recommendations and stuff we see. Yeah, go uh, on then. Right. Really quickly, I will say a podcast. I mentioned this on the ABC A Gaming Show. Um, but in case any any fools out there that do not listen to the ABC of Gaming Shows, a uh, podcast to listen to is Evil Genius. Uh, it's on uh, the BBC. Uh, well, they keep BBC keep plug in their sounds app but it's available everywhere uh, it's half hour show it's not even half hour it's like 20 odd minute show easily digested uh and it's hosted by russell kane 
and he has like two three guests with him and they bring a name out and they then discuss was this person evil or were they a genius and it's really funny and it makes you think and it sort of sparks debate with other people that listen to it uh people recently the last one that came out was oscar wilde uh then before then it was lou reed whitney houston bernard manning mm-hmm. um, and you may immediately think evil bernard manning but when you hear what they bring up about people they always bring up you know the two sides of the coin about them and you think well were they evil or were they a genius mm-hmm. and it's good like i said it's quick and easy to listen to and um funny so yeah that that's a quick podcast recommendation in case you missed abc a gaming show yeah, I, um, I've got the BBC Sounds app because I like to listen to BBC Five Live for the sport and the mm. you know late night stuff. Um, it, is, it is good, I must admit. I was kind of re- resistant to it for ages because, like you said, they just kept going and fucking on and on about it. Um, but I, I, in the end, the old app I used to listen to Five Live kind of just died a little bit or wasn't very mm. good whereas this it's really good it's uh it, you know it, it's i've just searched for it it's it's all there do you know what i mean it's it's a very well made and put together app so yeah there you go oh good cool i'll subscribe to that one i'm just to make because it, it sounds good it is and yeah a, another podcast not to listen to because as, as per our discussion earlier on it's just like you know i don't get as much chance to listen to podcasts so i'll just i'll put it in the queue it's fine well that isn't that the beauty of podcasts they're free and uh, you can just listen to them whenever you want. Unless, yeah. you know, like we said, we're concentrating on the sport ones. You've got the football stuff. I've got my NFL. Uh, and because if it's anything time sensitive, obviously you prioritize them. But anything else, like us, you know, people could be listening to this years down the line. And that's fine. It's, you know, it's not time sensitive. So that's the great thing about it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to start. I've got one TV show. And uh, me and Tina are both late to the party with this because season three started a while ago. And we mm. we just finished, I think we just finished season one, if I remember rightly. Uh, animated uh, on Netflix. Again, it's only like 20 odd minutes a show. Easily goes through. It's called Big Mouth. Have you ever seen it? Uh, no, I think I've heard of it, but I haven't actually watched any of it. Oh. It is, without a doubt, the funniest thing, and we, me and Tina both agree on this, the funniest thing we have seen in a long, long time. Hmm. You know, it, it reminds me as though, uh, almost as if Jerry and Dave from Bad Cop, Bad Cop did an animated series and wrote something. <laughs> it's, really? It's like that. It is is it so, kind of X-rated? Well, not X-rated, oh, but you know what anything I mean? Like goes. 18. Yeah, anything goes in it, mate. Oh, my God, sex stuff, politically incorrect stuff, everything. It's just, yeah, it's this, so it's this group of teenage friends and, the you know, the sort of, they're on this cusp of puberty uh, and they've, they've got these demons that follow them. They've got their own imaginary demons and who are telling them to do stuff all the time. Uh, most of it, very rude stuff for them to do, like just like wanking everywhere and trying to just, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, I'm hooked already. Oh, yeah. yeah, it is. You're watching it and you think they're not going to go there, are they? And not only do they go there, they then they go a little bit further with it as well. And you just cannot help but laugh at it. And you're thinking, I shouldn't really laugh at this because <laughs> it's so bad, but it's so good. Uh, yeah, it took us completely by surprise, mate. And like I said, season three started on Netflix. And yeah, there hasn't been one disappointing episode yet and again because they're so quick to go through you know we we usually end the night with one to be honest with you because we've been watching some really fucking interesting but ultimately depressing uh documentaries about like serial killers and stuff 
Yeah. And you, you don't want to go to bed on that, really, do you? you so we think, let's watch, really. let's watch an episode of Big Mouth before we go to bed. Ah. Yeah, it is. It's highly recommended, mate. If you want to laugh and your your sort of humour is similar. Well, I guess if anybody's listening to this that didn't have the similar sense of humour to us, they'd have unsubscribed a long time ago. So, yeah. yeah. Big, oh, that, big that Mouth. sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Yes, awesome. that, that's, that's my only TV one for this episode, mate. Ooh, I've got a couple. Uh, one sort of like a channel recommendation. And again, I mentioned it on the ABC. Uh, so I'm sure everybody's listened to it or will know what I'm going to say. But um, Forces TV. Ooh. Uh, I, I, I stumbled across this. Um, it's it's a free view channel. So in the UK, you know, uh, but it's on Sky Channel 181, Virgin 274, Freesat, uh, Freeview 96, mm-hmm. or U, UView. I don't know what UView is, but anyway, that's 96 too. Um, so during the day, they show war shit. Um, <laughs> war shit. <laughs> I've, never, <laughs> I've never watched any of them, but there's programs such as Sea Power. Dog fights. Oh, um, ooh, there's loads of fucking dog fights. What did they have on today? Sorry, I'm just looking at their sort of channels. So during the day, they have all sorts of, like I said, oh, lock and load with R. Lee Ermy. Um, God. The Great Ships. Um, there's a show called Toolbox. Don't know what that's about. Um, yeah. So anyway, they show war type shit during the day. But then... Come, say, the afternoon, six o'clock onwards, they then start to show, like, I suppose what I call retro TV, if you like. Hmm. So as an example here, um, today at six o'clock, there was Goodnight Sweetheart with Nicholas Lindhurst. Then Father, Dear Father. uh, That's a bit too old for me. Bless This House with Sid James. uh, (laughs) Get Some In. Do you remember that one? Oh, of course I do. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, uh, I used to love that. Slinger's Day. I don't. That was oh, I don't Le- know that one, though. Leonard Rossiter, but then I think Bruce Forsyth. That's something new. Shelley, um, the, they have with uh, Huel Bennett. Um, and then the weekends, it's where things ramp up. Um, they have Quantum Leap. Um, let's have a look. A, uh, Space 1999. Oh, classic uh, again. Miami Vice. Um, where is it? Where uh, there was something else. Oh, Book Rogers in the 25th century. <laughs> so all these kind of old TV shows. I mean, they've had in the past The Equalizer, Starsky and Hutch, Airwolf. Um, so you know all the stuff that I used to watch when I was younger. So and I've kind of like I said stumbled upon uh, across this show. And so I've been watching like Shelley, and I was probably a bit too young when I was a kid. But they've basically had Shelley from series one all the way up to i think it went for about nine or ten series it went for because it kind of like shelly like uh was on in the 70s then it stopped for a bit then it was on the, in the late 80s uh again like with shelly returns the quantum leap you know i used to love watching that and miami vice I, i'm kind of like watching those uh that's series one that's on at the moment um so there's tons of stuff on there like so i'd class it as a a retro tv channel that's got all these kind of 
cracking shows on that he, he used to watch. V recently. They've, oh, they've, wow. They've been re, uh, running V, which I haven't watched since I was a kid. So I've recorded all those and, you know, uh, looking forward to, to catching up on those. So uh, it's kind of exciting because you're thinking, oh, God, well, what else are they going to get on? Um, special Branch. I don't remember that, but that's something no, else. I don't remember that one. Um, so anyway, the, the, there's... You know, I know that uh, I think it's the ITV4, one of the ITV channels anyway, they do reruns of um, The Professionals and mm, uh, yeah. the, Sweeney, the Sweeney. But this just seemed, it's basically just old TV. And they must get, have to, you know, be out the, the licenses, they must pick them up fairly cheaply and then they just stick them on. So, um, so yeah, I, I thought I'd tell people about that if they're interested. Um, very quickly on Netflix, uh, I've mentioned it in the past, but there's Jack Whitehall, Travels With My Father. The Series 3, which has recently come out, which is only two episodes, whereas the others were five, six and five episodes apiece. So this one's quite a shorter show, I guess. And the, the, in this one, they're in America. Um, similar theme, you know, so Jack's in America and... He, he brings his father over and they do stuff. It, it's not as good, this one. I didn't like it as much as the others, like before they've sort of like mm. travelled traveled around different places. Like, it, it, uh, And you know what, mate? On your recommendation, I've watched series one. Yeah. Because you talked about it, yeah. Uh, I know Tina wouldn't watch it because she really cannot stand Jack Whitehall whatsoever. Yeah. So I've been watching it when she's been out. I thought, oh, you know, because it's only a you know, half hour, isn't it? It's, it yeah, they're not very big. They're not too long anyway. Uh, I really enjoyed it. The The only complaint I'd have about it is sometimes it just gets a little bit too scripted and set up. Yeah. Which sort of pissed me off. But I love them. And you can tell the moments where it really is genuine off the cuff and this is happening and these words were said in the heat of the moment and they are hilarious. It was just now and again it go, oh, that's like so scripted. Uh, which happened with me with Gene Simmons' Family Jewels, his so-called reality TV. Yeah. Uh, and that was like scripted to fuck. But now and again, there'd be these little gems where it was like, that's real. So the moments between him and his dad that, are, you know, are genuinely real and that you can see, you know, it did make it did make me laugh multiple times on every episode. So that's, you know, that's always good. Yeah. So, but unfortunately, this one, it's maybe, it's, I don't know if it's a bit shorter or because, I mean, yeah, America is fascinating. I do like, Amer you know, sort of American culture and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I don't know. It just, it's not as interesting as, say, you know, when they visit uh, Cambodia or somewhere like, you know, Vietnam, all that kind of stuff where they have to kind of slum it a little bit. Um, because you know they're in America, aren't they? They're, mm. they, go, they go to Las Vegas, so it's and you know they're in. They go to Los Angeles. There is some funny stuff in there, but it's just not as funny as some of the other bits. But uh, anyway, um, I've got all films now, all films. Yeah, I've got films too. I think. Yeah, let me just check. I've got no more television. I did the podcast, and as I check my notes, uh, yeah, all Ooh. films. I've got a book. Shit, Dave, I've got a book. It's fucking right next to me. As a yeah, can I, can, can I do a book? You can read. Is this breaking news? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and well, you know, you know what made me think about it was because um, because Tina said on the last entertainment show, I think she recommended a book or she was talking about a book. Yeah. Um, so I thought I'm reading a book. <laughs> Let's tell people, <laughs> and I've read it. And uh, anyway, it kind of links in with a podcast recommendation that you gave to me and everyone else uh, probably about twelve months ago, and it's with 
Freddie Flintoff, um, Matthew Said, mm. and Robbie Savage, uh, which is Flintoff, Savage, and the Ping Pong Guy, which I think they've stopped doing it now. Oh, I'm gutted that there's not been one for so long. Ages. I mean, I love that. The last one, I think, was um, last Christmas. They mm. did one, um, and that was the last one that they've done because Flintoff since then gone on to do Top Gear. Yeah. Savage has kind of re- just reignited his football career, uh, and he's obviously doing his, you know, TV shows and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Uh, and Matthew Said, you know, he's doing his thing. Um, so, on, well, a couple of books. On the back of that, uh, <laughs> of, of I've bought uh, Matthew Syed's book, Black Box Thinking, um, which isn't as entertaining as uh, Freddie Flintoff's book, uh, Life According to Freddie Flintoff. Do you know what? For people who don't know um, Freddie, who Freddie, Freddie, people who don't know who Freddie Flintoff is, uh, he was a cricketer and uh, now he's like kind of a TV celebrity and all sorts, you know, does that kind of stuff. Uh, but he's a really kind of what comes across as down to earth guy, you know, and just says it how it is. Uh, but, you know, he's had uh, a number of issues and problems over the years, like um, with uh, bulimia, uh, eating disorder, mental health. You know, talks a lot about that quite openly, you know, on the podcast and everything. He's come somebody you can like warm to and relate to. Well, anyway, I saw this as I was walking around the works again, people in America who don't know what that is. It's a kind of like a budget bookshop uh, that sell all sorts of stuff. It's really good. Yeah, you can usually find a bargain in there. And um, so I thought, I saw, oh, I'll have a look at this. And, you know, the, the, what I'd say about it, I finished it. It's a really good book. It does follow the podcast. So if you have listen to the podcast then a lot of the stories he tells in that he he talks about in the book Mm. um it's really easy to read uh, you know a lot of time uh, celebrities have ghost writers don't they so that they don't actually write the book themselves but you know somebody does it on their behalf um i can't see that this is a ghost writer i can imagine this is i think because it's written as if he talks, you know what I mean. It's like it's you can sort of like if you if you have heard the podcast, you can hear his voice in your head whilst you're reading it. You know, whilst <laughs> you know, if, if that makes sense. That's a good sign, though. I, th- I always think that's yeah. a good sign. Yeah. It's funny. It is funny, and uh, you know, there's sort of like uh, it's not a biography or an autobiography or a, a, a memoir. It's just him kind of talking about some of the things he used to talk about on the podcast. What is life? Are there UFOs? Uh, you know, a bit about his cricket career, a bit about depression, a bit about, you know, having uh, goals and, achieve, you know, just basically what kind of uh, drew me to it was, you know, um, there's a chapter in there. I think it's called What's the Worst Can Happen? You know what I mean? And it's kind of like some of the, yeah, what's the worst can happen, having a go. And and so I like a lot of that, you know, in as much as like uh, Oju is a, uh, an example in as much as like when you ended up in LA just because you did, you know, you did a fan commentary on a, yeah. on a movie and a really obscure movie. And then all of a sudden you're on the fucking stage talking to the director and the star. And it's like, <laughs> the fuck, you know what I mean? So you never know, do you? You don't know. You don't. And you, you know, it's kind of like, I like, 
to think that I've kind of got a, that kind of attitude about look, just have a go, step outside your comfort zone. Mm. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. So that's kind of what drew me to it because I thought there's going to be some positive stuff in there. And there is, and it's funny. Um, and I've mentioned it, but Matthew Syed's written a couple of books. Like I said, this one about black box thinking. It's far less entertaining. It's, it's interesting, but it's kind mm. of like, you know, uh, yeah, t- about marginal gains and cognitive cognitive dissonance and um you know kind of um Whoa. black boxes and yeah. the, the health oh. service uh, about how you know they try and cover well they, they cover up their kind of failings as a result well it was just there was nothing more we could do as opposed to the airline industry and sort of like looking at well you know how can we prevent this from happening and it's all it, it kind of like cites sully you know uh, as a kind of example of the the airline industry and again the, anyway it's a, they're totally two totally different <laughs> books but um yeah it's really good and i would recommend it and i think postman gav said he'd look to pick it up at some point it's it's cool it's it's a funny book and if you're a fan of the podcast then definitely check it out i think it cost me like four quid for oh, the hardback so there you are mm. yeah you can get some bargains at the works yeah, it's good yeah it's mm. a good bookshop isn't it yeah, and the, oh, they do all sorts well, of everything. Things. Yeah, there's like games and art stuff and fucking all this everything there. It's, it's like a mini Woolworths in a way, but without the oh. record bit. And, and the sweeties. <laughs> and the sweeties, yeah. Oh, Woolworths. Oh. 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 Brought back some memories that has. Oh, yeah. You, you can't think fondly of Woolworths. <laughs> uh, films, right. I'm going to start with two. I'm going to lump them together. Uh, because they're similar in a way, and I, this is going to sound bad, but one one's about young boys and one's about young girls. So, um, but go on then, Dave. Yeah. Intrigue. <laughs> they're both from they're both from this year. Uh, they're both rated fifteen over here. Although I know at least one of them was rated R in America. I know quite a few films actually are rated R in America and the fifteen over here. Yeah, uh, even without even without being you know any cuts as well. So I'll start the, with the one about the young boys, uh, and it's called Good Boys, uh, and it's about three boys who are eleven to twelve years old, and they they ditch school, and they go on this journey, um, which involves drugs, uh, finding out about girls, um, trying to get to a party. Uh, and it's very rude and very funny and has young lads do- doing stuff that's just hilarious and swearing, which is always funny, seeing like mm. 11, 12-year-old kids saying fuck and all this kind of stuff. Uh, again, we've got this thing, I think we've said about it before, with um, Mark Commode over here uh, and, the, you know, the six-laugh test that they have. You know, if you're watching a comedy, it needs to have six laughs to be a comedy. This far surpassed the six laugh test. We, you know, we were laughing like laughing out loud at it. It was really good. The situations that they find themselves in is is just really, really funny. There's one bit especially uh, involving one of the kids and an accident he has against the side of a bus, and we were nearly crying with laughing with what happens and his arm. Is, is just absolutely hilarious. Now, very similar to this uh, is a film called Book Smart, and this is about two girls. And these two girls, it's their last day in high school, so they're sixteen, I think. Do you finish high school at sixteen? 
I'm sure American listeners will mm. will let me know if that's wrong. Um, but they've been they've been swatting all the way through high school, and all they want to do is pass and get to the you know the top college. And then they found out that all of the classmates who've just been partying and bumming around and you know doing bugger, having a great time basically, uh, they're going to the same colleges as well. But they've had a good time. So these two girls think, oh fuck, we, what have we done? We've missed out. They've got one night of high school left and they think, right, we're going to party tonight. We cannot leave high school without having a party night. And it follows them and everything goes wrong. And much like that good boys, it involves drugs and a party and things going wrong and swearing. And I think it would be a good double bill, actually, to put together. We watched Booksmart uh, last night, actually. And I had a great time watching it. And we watched Good Boys, oh, I don't know, like a month or so ago. It would make for a really good double bill. One young lad's just dicking around and one these two girls dicking around. Both funny, both rude, um, and both very funny, which is obviously what you want from a comedy film. Yeah. Oh, mm. they, they sound great. The, um, the what was the first one you said? The y- Good Boys. Good Boys. I was going to say young, young Boys. But that's... <laughs> yeah, that's a totally different film. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, better make sure my search engine history. <laughs> you've, you've already got a young Susie Guattro appearing in it, oh, God. and then young boys as well. Yeah, um, yeah, that does look good. I mean, I'm looking at the poster, it's, and, and it kind of got the vibe of super bad. I mean, I quite like super bad. Well, this is the it, thing, you know what? I know I'm in the minority, I fucking hated super bad. Did you? Yeah. I, I really liked it. I mean, I saw it at the cinema and I thought it was fucking hilarious. I haven't seen it for a while, so, you mm. know, but so you didn't like it at all then? I did super bad, no. I even I didn't even get to the end of it. Uh, really? Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. It was just one of those films. It did not click with me whatsoever. And you think it would do, but it just did not. I found it so annoying that I just couldn't get to the end of it. Yeah, but uh, anyway, it's from it's, uh, it's apparently from the people who bought you that. So I'm mm. um, kind of getting a vibe from that. But from what you're saying, it's you enjoyed that a lot. Oh yeah, uh, Good Boys a hell of a lot more than you did Super Bad. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so both of those, Good Boys and Booksmart, two good comedy. And again, you know, it's all subjective, isn't it? You could watch them. You know, people listening could think it's shit, but I'm hoping that listening to these shows, you sort of. Uh, it's like reading reviews and everything, isn't it? If you sort of do find yourself agreeing with somebody a lot of the time uh, and then disagreeing. So if you normally agree with what I think funny, give them a go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, can I jump in? And yeah, the thing is, do. with a lot of my films, I know you've seen them already, so it'd be interesting to have a conversation about mm. them. But um, Terminator Dark Fate. Uh, yes. Saw that at the cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is kind of, I suppose, the, the latest reboot, if you want to call it that, of the Terminator franchise and um, follows on. It kind of dismisses Terminator Three, Salvation, and Genesis. Um, I quite like Three. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen Three. Saw that at the cinema and, and enjoyed it. Um, Salvation, mm. um, Genesis, I thought was fucking dog shit. It was just I really <laughs> didn't like that at all. <laughs> Didn't I mean I like the sort of like opening section of it where it's it was like you know goes back to the eighties and all that kind of you know the original Terminator, but then after that it just it didn't yeah it didn't do anything for me at all. I thought it was a bit pants to be honest with you. Mm. What did did you see that one? Did you? Like- yeah yeah I've seen them all. No I agree with you. Yeah it was just I think they got you know one obviously is a classic. Two just ramped everything up to the nth degree. Yeah. Three is I think in some places sort of unfairly sort of pounded on, but it's it's better. 
than a lot of people think it is. I, th I for me again, for me, it's it's not bad. It's 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 not as good as one or two, but it's all right. After three, oh fuck, just like no, mm. no. So th th this one then, like I said, they they kind of the director um, Tim Miller. Uh, he make, made a point of saying that basically they are going to disregard that, that those three films, that this is the, if you like, the official sequel to mm. Terminator 2. And um, it, it stars, um, obviously, um, Schwar Arnold Schwarzenegger, but I think he's more of a cameo than yeah. anything else. And I think it's more about Linda, Linda Hamilton Definitely. who comes back into the movie. Uh, and then you've got... Um, it, it kind of feels like it's almost like, you know, people accuse The, uh, the Force Awakens of being a kind of a, a remake of the original mm -hmm. Star Wars yeah. in some ways. This kind of feels like it's a bit of a remake of um, Terminator 1 and 2 yeah. in some ways. I mean, the thing is with the films, with the Terminator franchise, I know people are, can argue, oh, it's getting a bit tired and, and everything else. Maybe it's time to put it to bed. There's not much you can do with it, really, because it's about time travel and it's about a, a Terminator either going back to the past to kill somebody, to stop something happening in the future, and then it's like the resistance people stopping it from happening or and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's almost like, okay, it's all, it's all right for Tim Miller to turn around and say, well, forget those other movies, but, okay, yes, they might not fit in with the universe that you are creating, but at the same time, they have happened and people have seen them. You can't disregard them and say just tot just forget they happened just forget them because because <laughs> they they have happened yeah and and you know I, I i should say no i really liked it and i thought it was really entertaining as a blockbuster popcorn movie i thought it ticked all the boxes for me and i thought it was great however i do have a few problems with it in as much as that that what i'm talking about this whole kind of like you know it's all right for him to say forget everything else that's happened this is the official terminator 2 sequel and all that kind of stuff because it's you know it's the same old same old mm. you've you've got uh, an indestructible terminator so the t1000 from terminator 2 was like practically indestructible uh in then terminator 3 they ramped it up so it was a slightly more indestructible terminator and a female that could enhance her tits um you know because that's uh, essential as a terminator of course uh, and then forget salvation but then so in genesis it's another kind of almost indestructible terminator that can morph itself and then in terminator dark fate it's another Morph morphing kind of indestructible <laughs> Terminator, but this one can split into two, and you know that's kind of its thing. Yeah. So that's that's fine, and I, I, I mean, you know, saying all that, I quite like the if you like the evil Terminator. Uh, I don't even know what kind of what is it a model or whatever. It's uh, oh, the, the Rev Nine is the new one. Is that okay? Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, so so um, you know, he was quite, I suppose. Um, threatening and and whatever you know he, he did a decent job i mean robert you know you can robert patrick was was really good in terminator 2 but still whatever then the other thing as well is like the comedy aspect of it and i know that arnie does his best and everything but it's like there's unintentional comedy i suppose in 
Terminator 2 to a certain degree, but it's not necessarily him being funny. Whereas then in 3, they then started to, dot, you know, chuck in these little bits of comedy, like, you know, where he tries on the sunglasses when he, he kind of replicates his the scene mm-hmm. where, from Terminator yeah. 2 where he goes into a biker bar and he gets the sunglasses, you know, the cool sunglasses. And then in 3, he gets the Elton John glasses and it's like, oh. And then he does the smart, you know, I think it's in Genesis where he's like doing all the smiling and stuff like that. And there's it's okay, but it's just like, I don't know. Um some brilliant set pieces in it the bit on the plane was fantastic you know kind of um where all the shit's kicking off the the female kind of hybrid she's not a terminator but she's uh uh she's played by Mackenzie davis she's kind of like comes back to from the future to save somebody else uh you know uh she, she's really good i like her because she's quite a kick-ass character linda Han- hamilton is fantastic she's absolutely great it's really great to see her back in kind of like a leading role mm. The only other problem I've got with it is the plot device that they introduce as to why it uh, it kind of like this other Terminator is 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 come back. Um, and and I, I don't know what you thought, but when when they explained it, and I don't want to say particularly because people may not have seen it, but it's like really like when they kind of like explain why this other Terminator has come back to kill this mm. other woman. And then they kind of like, you know, because it's all about Sarah Connor, um, you know, and, and stopping Judgment Day. But then they explain why this other Terminator's come back and they didn't actually really stop stop anything. And he's like, really? That's that's <laughs> like the best you could do? You know, it kind of I know I'm being vague because, again, I don't want to necessarily spoil it for people. But I just thought I thought that was really lame. Mm. But saying that. I thought it was a fantastic blockbuster movie and it just, it didn't stop in terms of, you know, its pace. It was pretty relentless. The action was great. The set pieces were great. There was some decent like one liners. Linda Hamilton was fantastic. Um, you know, Arnie kind of did his thing. Um, so yeah, I, I liked it. And I, I don't think it's done very well financially, um, has it, but which is a shame because mm. it's actually a decent movie. And I suppose the one thing I took away from the cinema afterwards when I was talking to Wayne about it was, um, yeah, I kind of buy into what you're saying, and it probably is the best Terminator movie that's not one and two. You know, it kind of, I can... You yeah, know, it, it is. And that, that is sort of it, damning with faint praise, really, that it's the third best Terminator film. Mm. Yeah. So, but... Um, but there you are. I think you quite you quite enjoyed it as well, didn't you? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a hell of a lot more than I thought was going to do, and uh, it's. I think it's a hell of a lot better than the Terminator franchise has got any right to be at this stage, really. And it's it's always tricky when you're dealing with time travel narratives, and you know you're going through. Okay, so you're changing within the same universe as well, because a lot of them, I think. Was it Genesis that did it? It was sort of like a separate sort of alternate universe kind of way, but this is the same universe but a different timeline that it went off in because of mm. the way that they explained it. It always sort of fucks you with your head a little bit. Linda Hamilton, brilliant. I've seen lots of people, though, online saying that she was the worst thing in it and they hated her in it. Really? Yeah, but me and Tina came out of the cinema going, wasn't it fucking great to see Linda Hamilton? Uh, and that's the reason why the Terminator films haven't been good, we thought, because she hasn't been in them. 
Oh, you mm. know, she's like for us the heart of the Terminator films. Yeah, um, we thought she was great in it. It was really good in it. Uh, yeah, and like you said, the action set pieces were really good. Uh, it flowed along nicely. It never, you know, it never got too boring. Again, with you, there's little bits you're thinking, mm, really with that, and you know, Arnie. Uh, it's a Terminator film. People people want to see Arnie, and it'd be like making a Rocky film, and you know, like slides not in it, that sort of thing. You know, he's so associated with the Terminator films that he's in it, and it was good to see him. Uh, I'm glad his part was just sort of constrained to what it was and wasn't spread out a lot more, um, and it gave time for the other characters to have their time in front of the screen, which was nice. Yeah. Uh, so that was good. And I really enjoyed it. It didn't really surprise me that it sort of bombed at the box office. Um, in a way, I guess it's good because, you know, if it had done well, obviously they'd make more because it makes money. So are, are they going to stop now? The one thing I'd like to see with the Terminator franchise is for them to go like all sort of aliens and do this really big, bombastic future war film where it's all set with a future war where it's humans versus all the Terminators. And it's this big action extravaganza. Uh, yeah, just tie off, put a bow on the Terminator franchise with that and I'd be in with it. Uh, and you mentioned Robert Patrick as well, before I forget. There's a great, I watched it just the other week. I think it's only like about 25 minutes on YouTube. And it's Robert Patrick and he's revisiting all the places um, in Los Angeles where they filmed T2. And it's it's really good. And he comes across as like, you know, a really nice, funny guy. And he gives some really interesting stories about the making of T2. So that's worth checking out as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. I did, I did enjoy it a hell of a lot more than I thought it was going to. Because he had a decent career after that, didn't he? I mean, um, he did, you know, he, yeah, he did all right. He, yeah. He's, he's uh, been in a few B movies and stuff mm. like that. But yeah, so... Um... And, and I suppose another film, which it's been out for a while now, and I know that you and Tom talked about it with the, the decade of decadence, but I, I watched uh, Rambo Last Blood. Oh, um, what are your thoughts then, mate? Um, I quite, you know, I, I liked it overall. I mean, uh, I mean, it, 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 it's it's really violent. I mean, um, the last sort of like 20 minutes of it is uh, is kind of <laughs> crazy and, and quite fun, um, you know, but it's it's. It's a weird one, and it's probably it comes down to something really simple and stupid. In as much as that, and I was talking to a chap at work about it, that it doesn't feel like a Rambo film because no. he hasn't got long hair. That, you know what? That's what I thought as well. <laughs> because it just it, it could be any anybody. It could be any character. You know, it yeah. could be it could be a, a, you know kind of any kind of Stallone or you know revenge movie or or something like that. Um, and it just it, it kind of didn't feel like a Rambo movie. Um, it it was it was it was fun. It was kind of fun, you know. It, it wasn't great. I didn't come out of the cinema sort of like thinking, oh, that was amazing or anything like that. But I'm glad I went to the cinema to watch it. Mm. You know, um, I, I don't know if I'd necessarily watch it again. Um, what was the what's, what's the order of your movies in terms of Rambo? What your for favorite? me now? I as an old gentleman now, I've got to admit, I really love four is yeah. my favorite now i really sort of connect with it as well and i think it's probably being older now the first one was, was for so long my favorite one yeah but i i sort of identify so much more with four and i love that so much for, so for me it goes uh four one two and even though three is ridiculous i still prefer three to last blood and even though last blood's the last out of five of them 
it's still not shit, but like you said, it's it doesn't seem like a Rambo film. Um, it is, and it was weird as well because again, me and Tom talked about it on the decade of decadence. In certain countries, I know Sweden was one, and I think Australia was another. It had got like this whole, I think it was like seven or eight minute section at the beginning that was cut everywhere else, America, UK, a lot of places in Europe. Now it is available to watch, and um, me and Tina watched it the other night, and I think it was like a Chinese version of it. It got like Chinese subtitles at the bottom, and it had got this beginning section of this flood of where he saves people. Um, it does explain a lot. And we sat yeah. there going, why the fuck did they cut that section out for most of the world? Because it explains a lot going forward. And it's yeah. like, what? I'd love to know why they cut it out. You know, it's, it's a decent set piece with this big flood scene. And it was a, the thing is, when they were making the film and a lot of the publicity pictures, it was, you know, Stallone on a horse and, you've got, you know, this rain cape on and it was pissing down and all of that it's from this first section that was cut out from most of the world and uh, yeah and it's it's good and like i say and then you watch the film and you're thinking oh that makes a little bit more sense now having watched that but it's still generic action movie number five even though yeah. it's got an amazing last like 15 20 minutes where it's ultra violence yeah see i mean i, I need to watch uh, four again because mm. it's been a, a while since I've director's seen it. Director's cut. If um, you can watch the director's cut, mate, that is amazing. Yeah, I haven't seen that one because um, I didn't like it necessarily when I first watched it. Because I'm obviously I'm not as sort of like uh, connected to the Rambo franchise as you are. Um, but I love one, two, and three. I, I, I and I, I know that you'll say like three's not as not great. But I kind of three came out around the time when I was at school, like secondary school, nineteen eighty eight was it? Or, yeah. So when it came out on VHS, um, I, I you know I watched loads of it all the time, and um, so I've got really got a soft spot for that, and it, oh, yeah. and it is daft and everything. Oh, yeah, but it, it's got the best death in it. Where the guy falls down, you know, down, down into the uh, cave and then gets blown up as well. Oh, like hangs himself and, then, <laughs> and yeah, blown yeah, up. yeah, and then and like Stallone does that amazing sort of like spinning kick to knock him down the <laughs> yeah, uh, and he's like getting a bear hug off him. Oh and he's, yeah, obviously, you know he's had the bullet, you know the, the <laughs> shrapnel in his side and all that kind of. And that's a great scene in terms of like the the effects in that are really cool because it's like and when he's pushing out the. Um, the bit of wood that's in the side of it, in his side, and and you kind of like you see, and then he sets fire to himself, you know, and all that. It's quite a cool effect. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so and I, I love the first one. It's cl oh, classic, really. Two again ramps up the action and everything, yeah. and there's some you know amazing stuff towards the end, you know, where he's killing all the Russians and all that kind of stuff. But um, so one, two, and three, I love, and I do need to watch for. Um, and, and I know that Mark Kermode did that massive rant about four, didn't he? You know, and saying mm. it was all morally bankrupt and whatever, but still. Um, so, but yeah, five was was okay. Um, so, you know, that's as much as I can say about it, really. But yeah. um, I just wanted to sort of like see what you thought about about it, really, because uh, I know that how much you love Stallone. But... Well, yeah. Well, let's put it this way. I watched it twice at the cinema. I watched Expendables 3 once at the cinema. Yeah, you know, you were. So that's a, that says something, doesn't it? You know, and I always go at least twice. I watch, well, I watch Rocky and Creed and all them three times at the cinema. So yeah, uh, yeah, I'll get it. Obviously, I'll get it on, you know, on Blu-ray and, and watch it again. And um, 
but yeah, yeah, it's 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 all it's all right. I but I still you know again it's not that I wish they'd finished at four because you know I don't have to watch five if I don't want to. But I think four was a really good end to his story. Yeah. Can I do another one? Because it kind of it mm. nicely links in with all these kind of franchises in yeah. terms of you know Rambo, Terminator, now the Predator. Um, so I watched it seems like ages ago now since I watched uh, the reboot of the Predator with Shane yeah. Black directing. Um, at Fred Decker, uh, Shane Black writing, um, and so yeah again what can you say about it it's a predator comes to earth um <laughs> and again just to sort of like top it because there's been uh, numerous predator movies whether it's been like predator one two and then predators and then the alien v predator so there's been plenty of predator stuff oh yeah it's like how can we top the predator because he's already a kind of like you know killing machine let's have a fucking 10 foot tall predator um <laughs> that's just a you know a real hard ass and all that kind of stuff. so it's it's kind of, I suppose, a bit more of the same. Uh, it's entertaining enough. I like some of the, the little winks and nods to the original movies, particularly, and I never thought this was the case, because, I mean, Predator 2 is largely seen, I think, as a bit of a shit film. Uh, but I, I quite like it, mm, you know. Yeah, I, me too. I like um, Danny Glover. I thought, at the time when I watched it, I think it was 1990, I thought it was really violent. There's yeah. quite a lot of sex in it and stuff like that, you know. And uh, Sorry, I loved it. Um, you know, but there's only, uh, you know, the scene where the... Uh, the voodoo gang they break into one of the other gang's <laughs> yeah. apartments just as his missus is riding him and <laughs> there's only sort of like so much because that only happens for like a few seconds before they break in and string him up and cut his fucking heart out so you have to be really quick if you want to shift a quick shifty wank you know before, <laughs> before somebody gets their that's heart cut out. Oh. Um, oh, for the, oh that that's how you learnt you know, if you got a really good VHS player, remember those that you could rewind it and then it would play and then you could... Oh, I forget what button combination it was, but it would play that section, even if it was only like 10 seconds long or five, and it'd play it and then it'd automatically rewind itself and play again. Yeah. Apparently. So I heard, you know. So, yeah, so yeah. we've heard, yeah. But uh, so anyway, uh, and I really like um, Predator 2, you know, uh, uh, you know, whereas uh, maligned, I think he's fair to say mm, by a lot yeah. of people. So anyway, the reason why I mention that is because I had I would in a million years never have expected there to be a reference to Predator Two, in particular, <laughs> um, Gary Busey's son Jake Busey. Oh kind of reprising his like or kind of playing what he's he's that his dad's role or you know because that, that's the the role he plays isn't it it's mm. like he's so fair play to him i'm like fucking hell no yeah that's, um, a, that's a good reference so and i think again if you if you only if you've watched two would you get that um so you know they're, they're ticking the boxes in terms of a lot of the references there's stuff in there which i forget in terms of the dialogue like i said it was a while ago now but there's the stuff in there anyway i quite like um the lead character who we'll talk about a bit later because he's in the, one of the double dip movies uh, i like the ensemble cast you know there's some funny stuff in there in terms of the dialogue um it's Again, though, it's okay. It, mm. I mean, it's a, a troubled production from what I understand. There was a few issues. Then there was all that kind of controversy that came out around one of the actors that was in it um, being accused of 
doing stuff. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. was it uh, kiddie related, and yeah, then, it was all underage stuff, if I remember rightly. Yeah. It just it was messy. I mean, you know, and and then Shane Black kind of like I don't know, it was messy, and then the, one of the lead actress in it kind of kind of talking against it, whatever. But so in terms of the film, though, it was entertaining enough. Um, but I'm just thinking. Come on now. I mean, 1988 was it the or 1987 the original Predator movie came out. It's 2019. Fucking hell. Come on. Mm. It's it's come up with some new ideas or something. Surely we can. It's it's just I don't know. I don't know. It's it, it'd be interesting though. To, I suppose for people of my when I was a kid, maybe who is this aimed at? Is is it aimed at people like me who saw the originals? Is it aimed at a new audience mm. who I don't know. I don't know anymore, you know, and I think that's the thing. And that's the problem it's got. It's, it's, if you try and please the audience that watched the originals, then, but then you've also got to try and please like a brand new yeah. audience. You, you, you know, you, you caught between. Where, yeah. That's where they're going wrong. I think, isn't it? They're trying to please everybody and you, you can't, you've just got to, you know, Okay, this is my target audience, and we're going balls out for them, and you know, fuck everybody else. Yeah, it's like the reboot of RoboCop, which I really didn't really like that much at all, because um, I love the original, and it's again a bit watered down. Um, just, but anyway, there we go, there we are. But saying that, I know that like the you know sort of like the horror uh, reboots have been good. Like Halloween was really good, I enjoyed that. That was good fun um, with Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm. Um, there you go those those are I've got more uh, I've actually got uh, four movies left and, and then we're on to our double dippies me too I've got four and I'm sure oh. I'm sure there's I think I'm pretty positive one we overlap on uh, I'll yes. get I'll get rid of two together because I've got again I've got two that go together uh, no young boys or young girls in this one you'll be pleased oh. to know oh damn <laughs> <laughs> so your your internet search history will be safe for these films well <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no uh, right, you know me, mate. You know me. Low budget um, action films, obscure. You know the likes of Samurai Cop, Shotgun, Hard Ticket to Hawaii. You know these these ones. A lot of people would say shit films, but you know I I absolutely love them. Uh, this one from 1975, uh, black exploitation action film, Dolomite, is amazing it's on netflix here in the uk actually let me just let me just check my notes because i think i could i could have got that wrong it could be on amazon uh yeah sorry it's on amazon uh it's hilarious it's it's one of those it's so bad it is absolutely brilliant it's got rudy ray moore as dolomite um who's comedian released a load of lps comedy lps went into movies and they've got they've got no idea how to make a film but what they ended up with was genius and it made an absolute fucking fortune. And he went on to make, I think, seven or eight more films <laughs> all in the same sort of vein. And if you if again, if you like any of the films that I've just mentioned and haven't seen Dolomite yet, please watch it because it is it is so good. The fight scenes are shit. The dialogues <laughs> shit. The sex scenes in it are shit. But it is just absolute cinematic gold if you're into this kind of stuff and it's cinematic gold because eddie murphy noticed how good it was because on netflix uh i think only like last month or so dolomite is my name he made that and it's it's a film um about the making of dolomite 
and about oh, wow. yeah and about the, the you know the the character uh, of Rudy I would say the the best order to watch them in to get the most out of both um is watch Dolomite first on Amazon watch the original 1975 film first then go and watch Dolomite is my name because then when you see them making it you can picture in your head Oh my God, that's that scene in this scene. And you can also tell where they've changed it slightly as well. Uh, definite return to form for Eddie Murphy in this. He's really good. Awesome cast in it as well. Um, Snoop Dogg's in it and Chris Rock's in it and Wesley Snipes in it and everybody in it is is so good. You can tell it really comes across as one of those like passion projects. Everybody that had got a something to do with it really loved what they were doing it comes across on screen uh and again if you haven't seen the original dolomite you'll still find it funny you really will but just to get that little bit extra out of it please you know spend it's i'm just gonna look now it's it's a short film um it's a 90 minute film it's dolomite uh and then watch dolomite is my name again awesome double bill really really good and funny okay. too Oh, well, I'm just looking at the cast for Dolomite is my name. Like you said, you've got uh, Eddie Murphy, Keegan, Michael Key. Mm -hmm. uh, I really like him. He was in um, uh, Predator, uh, which I mentioned, and uh, da -da 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 -da, Snoop Dogg, uh, Wesley Snipes, Chris Rock. Um, yeah, that sounds awesome. Mm. I've never heard of that. And yeah, I typed, really I, just so people know how to spell it, because I was typing in dollar, as in like the, the currency. Um it's spelled D-O-L-E-M-I-T-E, mm. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Phonetically, you'd probably say dole. Dolmite. Dolmite, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. I was, yeah. But he goes, actually, it should be called Dolomite is my name, motherfucker. Because he always <laughs> he ends most <laughs> most sentences with going, motherfucker. So, awesome. yeah, it's it's really good. But, yeah, again, watch Dolomite first if you can. And you will get just a bit more out of the Eddie Murphy film. You know the, the the Eddie Murphy movie. What's that available on? Uh, that's on Netflix. Over is here, that on Netflix? Oh, that's on, okay. Yeah. So Dolomite's on Amazon. Uh, Dolomite is my name is on Netflix. That's obviously over here in the UK. Probably different everywhere else in the world. But fantastic. Mm -hmm. mm, awesome. Um, right. So I've got. Um, let's go with um, a couple of Christmas movies. Ooh. No, 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 no. Fuck it. We'll save those. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> It Chapter Two. Ooh. Have you watched this yet? No, I've seen the first one. I haven't seen the second one yet. Okay, so I um, went to a double bill of it, and um, it. Uh, what time did it start? We got home at about one in the morning. Anyway, uh, so yeah. anyway, the the, the the sort of like you know the the reboot of it, whatever you want to call it, still a cracking movie. I've seen that like three or four times now, and it's I love the the scares in it. I love Pennywise. I love the kids. The uh, sorry, don't cut that out. And somebody <laughs> somebody could cut that. <laughs> I love the kids. That's going to be my text alert now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love you know I love the the actors in it the the, the play the kids I love the relationship um, you know it's it's a brilliant movie I mean it really is I I just thought it was fantastic it just struck a chord with me anyway so I was kind of looking forward to the second chapter and it kind of it's been a long time since I've seen the Tim Curry it from I think it was 1990 but I I seem to remember that 
that was similar in as much as the first half of it, you know, when they're the kids, was better than the second part when they're the adults. Mm. Um, so this kind of then, you know, if you like, this this jumps forward. So this is when, you know, set in the 80s when the kids eat part one and then part two, you know, it's kind of, I suppose brings it back up to modern day. The, the kids have moved on. They've forgotten about what's happened to them when they were kids. They've forgotten about Pennywise. And then um, one of the kids stays behind in the town where they grew up and stuff starts to happen. And, you know, he then warns them and then they all go back to their for their reunion. And I think people know the story of, you know, it. Mm. So I, I enjoyed it. It's too long. That's the first thing. Uh, how long is it? Uh, I'm just trying to see. Uh, I mean, it's made a fucking ton of money. So, I mean, it's, you know, don't matter what I think. It's 169 minutes long. Oh, God, that's that's pretty close to three hours then. It's it's a long yeah. fucking film. And, and it wasn't just because it was a double bill that I'd been to. Uh, it was because the first film just kind of flew by. I was checking off my watch sort of like, you know, probably about two hours into this and thinking, shit, we've got nearly an hour, <laughs> an hour to go. Um, and it was it does feel like it's too long, you know, considering they've cut the film into two already. There's yeah. two parts. I don't think there's any reason why it's it's as long as, as it is. It does feel like it drags a little bit. There's sort of like the, the part of the problem I got with it. I mean, the first film was kind of funny, but more so because I think of the performance from the kids that, you know, kind of quite natural and talk like kids do. Mm. Whereas with this, I mean, because they're adults and it's um, I mean, the actors themselves, you know, are perfectly fine. You got Jessica Chastain, James McAvoy, Bill uh, Hader. Is it Hader? Sorry. Hader. Hader yeah. yeah. Hader. Yeah. Um, then some of the other actors that are in it. Um James Ranson in particular, he's quite funny. Uh, you know, they kind of all do a decent job of um, kind of copying and replicating the performance of the kids or what they were like when they were kids and taking some of the characteristic and traits that they had as the, as the kids into their adult lives. And so so that's all quite good. And there, there is some decent, you know, uh, scares in it. But the problem I got with it was... It almost felt like, you know, with the Nightmare on Elm Street movies where you got the first one and maybe even the second one a little bit, um, possibly even the third one, I really like the third one, hmm. where they're, they're scary. But then by the fourth, fifth uh, uh, movies, like uh, Freddy Krueger becomes a character of his own, doesn't he? And it's almost like he's the star of the show. Yeah, and then he, yeah. he starts being like funny and over the top. Yeah. And and um, Pennywise isn't necessarily funny and over the top. But the the people in it, that it's it's the scares kind of are, are outdone with the amount of humour in it. There's more humour in it than I expected to a point where I think it's quite it, it harms the film and it, it you lose any sense of tension because when something scary happens, almost immediately afterwards there's a one-liner or there's something that you know is funny. When and I think the reason why it works is when they're, they're, they're kids is because they're kind of like they're, they're kids reacting to something, you know, and they're, they're talking mm. like kids would. Whereas with this, where it's with the adults, I don't know, it just does, it didn't work for me. And I think that the so that it's too long and the humour, it, 
it it takes away from any kind of tension. Uh, whereas I always thought that there was still a lot of tension in the first movie. I still think that the first movie kind of feels a bit like Nightmare on Elm Street, the, the original Nightmare on Elm Street, where you're not sure whether it's a dream, whether it's really happening, you know, um, and that kind of that that for me made the first film work in a lot of ways. Whereas this, it just yeah, the the, the, the balance is it, it is not right, you know. Um, so. But yeah, I, I kind of still enjoyed it. I can't say that I will go out and watch it again. Well, like I said, whereas with the first film, I've watched it at least three times. Yeah. Uh, so, but anyway, I'm sure it'll be out on Blu-ray soon. So mm. you'll be able to see what you think yourself. Yeah, so, yeah, I'll definitely. Obviously, if you've seen the first one, you're sort of locked in to watch well, the second yeah, one, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, 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 definitely. But I do, I do enjoy the first one. Yeah, it's a cracking film. And and particularly with Stranger Things being so hot at the minute, you know, it kind of it it's. One of those, isn't it, with mm. the, you know, child actors and yeah. kind of going back to the eighties and all that kind of stuff. So they yeah. kind of struck a chord, um, in that respect. So there you are. Mm. You want to do? Another? I've got two left, like I say, and I think I'm sure one of them you've got on your list. Yeah, so I've got um, – I'll do t uh, two quickly then. So the Christmas Chronicles, it's coming up to Christmas, um, and I, I hadn't watched the Christmas Chronicles. came out uh, last year. Yeah. Uh, with Kurt Russell, two kids. Um, dad has, was a fireman, died, um, and they're struggling to cope. And the mom works; she's a, a nurse, so she's not at home that much. And they want to, you know, the the, door, the the girl is the younger of the two, and the boy's starting to go, go off the rails a little bit. And he's a bit older, and he's got starting to get involved with stealing cars, and you know, and that, that kind of thing. So anyway, they. The, the the as the, everything kind of fell apart when the dad died basically and um they well the the the, the girl comes up with this plan let's you know try and catch, catch uh, santa claus so anyway all happens and kurt russell is santa claus need i say more you know it's <laughs> like there's no point saying anything else because it's just it's it is absolutely brilliant we've watched it a couple of times now um we watched it in fucking october um but because it was <laughs> it was on netflix and we thought we thought we should, kids loved it you know the kids absolutely loved it and it is brilliant you know and it's still it it can't imagine anybody else being santa claus now it's like uh kurt russell is perfect he's so good so cool um brilliant sort of scene in the jail uh you know it's, it's sort of it's great it really is great and i i, I think it's rumored that there might be a sequel to it which would be fantastic so um yeah it, it's just a brilliant brilliant christmas movie and it's it's probably one of my favorite christmas movies you know in terms of and i can see us watching it you know every year and we're definitely going to watch it sort of uh this year year because we're looking at putting the christmas tree up this weekend because <gasps> it's getting a christmas -y. but yeah it's fantastic it really is really funny really heartwarming um just a, a cracking christmas movie so there you are um you've seen this i, I take it yeah we watched it christmas eve last year and absolutely yep. loved it yeah, it's great, isn't it? Yeah. Um, last Christmas, uh, last Christmas, <laughs> you can't, you, you can't help it. Sorry, sorry, Alan. I know you hate that song, um, but uh, yeah, no. It, it, so last Christmas, this we went to watch this yesterday and came out last week. Directed by Paul Feig, is it or Feig? Uh, written by. Emma Thompson, uh, who also appears in the movie, stars. Um, 
Amelia Clark uh, from Game of Thrones fame. And uh, it's so she plays a character and she's struggling with life, got a few issues work wise, personal wise, health wise, um, and then meets this guy and sort of struggles to find a connection initially, but then, you know, starts to, uh, you know, fall for him and vice versa and all this, that and the other. And it's kind of like, you know, I'm not going to say any more. Um, it's romantic comedy. Um, it's so it's, it's one of those films where, again, we always mention him, Mark Kermode. Uh, and it's, it's one of those like, uh, that is doing well, sort of like because it's a christmas movie and you know it's a romantic comedy and audiences seem to like it and the critics seem to hate it and is it is it one of those where you know the critics are just being snooty whereas the audience you know who aren't paid to watch films mm. are actually going with it and enjoying it so from my point of view um it's an hour and a half long i mean it, it's one of those because like Kay and i don't get chance to go out very often and it, we, we want to watch knives out because that's out as well that looks yeah really good. yeah i think we're gonna watch uh, that next week whereas that's like i think two hours 10 minutes long and this is about an hour and a half so we kind of thought well we'll go with the short film and then you know because getting home for the kids and all that kind of stuff and it's it was on late-ish so uh oh no sorry it's an hour and 40 minutes long so anyway um i i quite liked it it's it's clunky it, I'm not, you know, it's it, it is clunky. It's some of the comedy isn't funny. Um, it's uh, there's stuff in there. So some of the plot devices in it, the kind of think mm, this isn't, you know, it kind of reminded me of Love Actually in some ways, you know. And I don't know what people think about whether, but uh, it, I, I just kept thinking about Love Actually um, whilst I was watching it. And then, so some of the things that are in it don't necessarily work. She works in a Christmas shop, which is run by, um, what's her name? Michelle Yo, um, who was in Tomorrow Never Dies. And I think she was more in recently in Star Trek, like the Netflix series. Mm-hmm. Um, and and she kind of plays the, her boss and is a bit weird. And she's kind of like got this love interest, which is a bit weird. None of that makes any sense whatsoever. It's just kind of just, it's a weird thing that they've just put in as a kind of plot device doesn't make any sense then um the the it's got all george michael music in it you know um it's a really tenuous link to why uh there's any kind of george michael and wham music (laughs) it's really tenuous at best do you know what i mean i think it's just an excuse to stick in last christmas and call it last christmas um But, you know, OK, whatever, go with that, because quite like, you know, I'm not a massive fan of George Michael, but, uh, you know, it's he's got a great voice or mm. had a great voice. So I'll go with all of that. Um, saying all that, it did make me cry, you know. And uh, so it's like I said, I, I kind of I can see its faults. But at the same time, maybe because it, it's coming up to Christmas and maybe because it, it kind of it's a Christmas movie. It 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 did do something for me. Um but it's not brilliant. And I can understand why people might not necessarily, there was this one person, I don't know if it was a man or a woman, but the bit that I was, I was silently weeping. (laughs) (laughs) I was doing it. I was doing the blokey thing. I was silent. There were tears like rolling down my cheeks. And I, and Kay looked at me at one point and she, cause she doesn't cry. And she, um, she just looked at me and I was like, 
and then there was this one person behind us who was going <laughs> and like <laughs> properly sniveling and i was just kind of like you know just be quiet just you know be stoic doing british upper that's it you know, stiff upper lip stiff upper lip british you know you can't cry Pro- you know you just just weep yes pretend quietly. you've got something in your eye god damn it um so it did make me cry and and you know there's she's quite good in it um amelia clark you know and so it's not great but it kind of got me um mm. And then the one thing about it, and I, I, I'm I'm not going to get on my high horse about it, but it's like there's so much stuff in the news. You know, I, I don't watch the news, but it's unavoidable. You know, you put the radio on, it's all about the B word. People mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about. There's a fucking bit in the film where there's like a subplot about the B word and the, and oh, and it and it happening. Fuck. And I'm like, come on, I'll, I'll come to the cinema to escape yeah, rea- exactly. reality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you, you, and it, but it's in there and it's so clunky and I'm just like, Ugh, you know, I don't like this. Um, so I, I didn't like that part of it. So, but yeah, I said, to, I mean, she, Kay liked it. She gave it like, she would say, oh, I'll give it four out of five. Quite liked it. Mm. Whereas I think it's more of a three out of five. Um, so yeah, there you are. That was last Christmas. Yeah, so, okay. Interesting to see if people go out and watch it and what they think about it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. I'll just quickly add an off-the-cuff title into this, only because, only because, and it's it's not on my notes or anything. Uh, It's only because you're talking about Christmas movies, and before that, I was talking about you know low-budget shit films that some people might think. Well, this is an amalgam of both. If you're going to watch a Christmas film and you want to watch a really low-budget, shitty but it's fucking awesome Christmas film. Uh, it's from 1984 called Don't, Don't Open Till Christmas. And it's about a killer Santa Claus. And it's set in London. And it is, it's got, te- again, terrible acting. Um, bad effects, but awesome bad effects. A shitload of gratuitous nudity in it. Uh, as as it, It's almost like sort of 1970s porn nudity where they'll walk into a room and for some reason the woman will go, but instead of, oh, you're the plumber, I'll take my clothes off. It's sort of, oh, you're a Santa Claus holding a big machete. I'll take my clothes off. Look, here's my tits. <laughs> it's, it's one of those and it is brilliant. I loved it. Uh, I watched it for the very first time last year uh, and I th- it was on, I think that could have been on Amazon. Yeah, it was on Amazon, and I loved it so much I bought the DVD of it. Um, <clears throat> I would have bought the Blu-ray if it would have been available on Blu-ray. And if it is, please tell me. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. Just a quick one. Don't open until Christmas if you want a really shitty but awesome Christmas film. Uh, one I've got. We went to the cinema for this. Uh, over here, it's known as Le Mans 66. In a lot Ooh, of places across yeah. the world, it's known as Ford versus Ferrari. It's uh, Matt Damon, Christian Bale... They play, so Matt Damon is the American car designer, Carol Shelby. Uh, Christian Bale is the driver, Ken Miles. And it's a it's set, it, it's, it's in and around the 24-hour Le Mans race that I'm sure most people listening to this will be aware of. And Ferrari were just fucking dominating the sport. Uh, and then Ford come up and said, right, we, we want to kick their ass, basically. So they got Carol Shelby and, and Ken Miles as part of the team. Uh, right, let's see what we can do to try and beat ferrari we both absolutely loved it it's a great human story uh, obviously it's based on a true story how much of the film is fictionalized i don't know i wasn't there um 
but it's it's good again it's got really exciting edge of your seat car racing of course and you're going oh fucking hell but that isn't the main thing about it the good thing is and it's it's the relationship between the two main characters of carol shelby and ken miles and brilliantly portrayed by you know by both matt damon and christian bale who were both good actors let's get it right uh completely drew me into it i was totally engaged throughout didn't want it to end um and this this is a two and a half hour film <laughs> you know this is another one of those that's it's not a short film yeah and i could have sat through another you'd give me another hour of it i really really loved it but even though i knew a lot of the story i knew how it was going to end uh, i'm not going to give away stuff that happens in it but i knew things that were going to happen didn't spoil it whatsoever i was just like totally engrossed in it i thought it was a really really good film mm. Mm. yeah I, I fancy watching that because uh, i've heard some good reviews and yours yeah. is another one so yeah mm. to get around to watching it there's that other film with uh there was a trailer for it last night um Oh, what's he called? It's by the type. Oh, what's his name? The guy who did Thor. Are oh, we... Tiki, what? The, 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 the Jojo Rabbit one, that one. Yeah, yeah that yeah, looks yeah. fucking awesome. That does oh, look really good, yeah. Yeah, that looks so good. Um, but it's one of those where I know I'm going to go and watch it on my own because <laughs> <laughs> Kay looked at me and just go, what the fuck was that? Yeah. But no, it looks absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, when's that out? First uh, of January. So, yeah. Oh, not long. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've only got one more, but I'm sure you've got it on your list, mate. Yeah, Joker. Yes. Is that it? It um, is. Awesome. Okay, so um, so Joker with uh, Joaquin Phoenix, who plays Arthur Fleck, and you know, I think people, a lot of people, have seen it by now. I mean, it's probably what one of the most profitable comic book movie films of all time isn't it mm -hmm. i think is it is it got yeah. a billion has it reached a billion yet or it's getting up to a it, billion it must be close surely um which is, in some ways has really surprised me um in as much so it, it's kind of like a, i suppose an origin story you know of uh, of how you know the joker became the joker in, in a lot of ways and and sort of you know tells about uh, Joaquin Phoenix, who's got not mental health problems, uh, got a lot of emotional problems, um, seems to be failed by the state, failed by the people around him. Uh, it's set in the eighties. Like I know we've we talked about this before. I think Adam and I talked about it. You know, when you've got films that are set in sort of like the early to mid eighties, and like America looks like a shithole in places. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like particularly like New York, yeah, um, and places like that. And, and it just everything's dark and grim and dirty and the streets are filling up with rubbish and um there's a lot of tension there's there's a lot of anger because the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer uh, and nobody seems to give a fuck about the, the the poor and 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 there's that kind of general attitude um and so you know it kind of follows um phoenix who's a clown for hire and you know earning a pittance really just sort of like advertising stuff and being treated badly by everyone around him really and until he gets to a point where he's uh kind of recognized by robert de niro who stars in it as well and then he starts to go on this kind of you know journey of of discovery shall we say and <laughs> you know and 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 things happen and it's it's you know it's quite a grim film and and it's quite you know 
considering the the director of the hangover made it you know uh, and has made other comedies and stuff like that it's uh it is quite an intense movie to watch. And then, like I said, I was thinking about why has it struck such a chord with people? Why has it sort of become as profitable as it has? And and it kind of made I thought, well, maybe it does mirror a lot of what's going on in society now. And maybe if people have, have kind of latched on to that, you know, and the, the maybe, the, the, you know, with everything that's happening with sort of the, the, the anarchy side of things in as much as that, people railing against the state and railing against people in authority you know and i don't know maybe people have sort of like um picked upon that and and really grasped it and Mm. it's still in cinemas now i mean it came out at the beginning of october you know we're talking about the end of november and you can still go and watch it yeah uh, which is kind of crazy so i really liked it and uh Phoenix is fantastic in it. I think he's uh, it's it's one of those performances where you think it's potentially Oscar worthy, you know, in terms of the, the and maybe it's the transformational side of things, you know, where he's you know physically looks, um, you know, thin, <laughs> doesn't he? To say the oh least. God, yeah, to say the very least. And uh, then you know his just performance is is quite intense and powerful. Um, it's it is gritty and it's it is violent and it's not subtle that's the thing i mean i i must admit i haven't seen the king of comedy i've seen taxi driver um but i haven't seen those two scorsese movies and i know it's been sort of like cited and compared to those or it has at least influence in those movies and and so yeah it's not subtle because you've got robert de niro who kind of like you know in a role that from the king of comedy you can see where that's come from from what i've been told and i'm aware of that movie and then you've got taxi driver and you know kind of somebody who again feels uh alienated and then uh goes off and does his own thing and and only gets the help or the or gets the sort of gets noticed where he starts to go like kill people and mm. you know and starts to go off the rails and and all that kind of stuff so yeah i really really like and it's it's one of those films that um it's been a while like i said i, I had a chat with a guy at work about it that it, it stayed with me for about 2 to 3 weeks i kind of like kept thinking about it and i couldn't couldn't stop sort of like thinking about the you know a lot of the things of it like the performance the you know the the thing that the stuff that's going on in there to a point where <laughs> and this is probably i don't know i don't feel guilty necessarily <laughs> about it but there's a gary glitter song in there it seems to be <laughs> it seems to be our theme tonight <laughs> um you know with young young boys and girls and all that kind of stuff. oh god anyway but there's a gary glitter there's a scene in there where, where he, he's kind of dancing there's a lot of dancing and he does a lot of dancing in it uh you know to to a Gary Glitter song to a point where I've kind of been, I've watched the trailer. This is the thing for me. If a, if a film really strikes a chord with me, I think Watchmen did it, you know, and, and I, I really love Watchmen, the, the comic or the, you know, the graphic novel, if you want to sound arty farty about it. But um, I, I've kind of fell in love with that and grasped on it. And then when the movie came out, I quite liked it, but at the same time, there's a lot of flaws with it, you know, because it's almost like a carbon copy of the the graphic novel, which is fine. Mm. And there's some good stuff in there. But at the same time, there's it's not brilliant. But I 
loved the trailer and I felt that there's something like really intense about the trailer and like Rorschach, the character in that, who's like kind of like, you know, a bit like the Joker in some ways, like is a loner, does his own thing, isn't afraid to kill people, you know, if to get the job done, whatever. So, and there's something quite intense about it. And I've watched the trailer a number of times and there's something, even before I'd seen the film, I thought, wow, this looks intense. And there's something about the way that the music kind of works in relation to the what you're watching. So I've watched like the, the, the if you go on YouTube and you type in um, what I can't remember what the Gary Glitter song's called, um, but then you type that in and then put Joker next to it. There's like scenes from the Joker that are kind of <laughs> interspersed with this music, um, and I've I found myself just like watching them you know and just kind of getting lost a little bit in it so that yeah it's it's a it yeah it's a it's a good film it's a really really good film i, I don't know what did you think of it yeah um before i forget i will say regarding the gary glitter stuff as well uh, i think all the music works well in it and there's some great music and it. it's not just uh, the score of it as well is yeah. it, oh it, it's quite disturbing at times as well it's just sometimes it's not even music it just descends into sounds mostly you know low-end sounds which is really good um but yeah i grew up listening to gary glitter and i re I really like his music obviously yeah. don't agree with what he's done in his personal life but i'm not going to stop listening to his music because i grew up with it and still like really like it and i think it works well within the scene within the film as well i thought it was really interesting what you said about it sticking with you because of all the films that i've seen this year this is the one that stuck with me the most and I found myself thinking of it more, which is weird in a way, because while I was watching it, and I told Tina about this as we were walking out of the cinema after watching it, I did find myself in the process of watching it going, oh, this is a bit of Oscar bait. You know, yeah. the, you know the usual yeah. body, like you said, body transformation stuff, the mental health issues, you know, the way that it was filmed, you know, all of it, you know the, the style of it is like, yeah, we're going to reel in the Academy Awards with this. And, and I did at some point watching it going, is that in it just for the sake of, oh, we could do something different with that? But then reflecting on it, I think, no, it's it was part of what it is. And, and you know, that, that was the style of it. And it wasn't... Um, now I wouldn't think of it that way. That you know, that's the style of the whole film. It did make me think as well. Are we on the cusp of um, people going? Mm, had enough of Marvel now. The whole bright, fancy, quippy, action, all action superhero films are now people going. Because there's, there's always that kickback about anything that's popular, isn't it? You get to a certain, you know, they'll get to the the. the high point of it and then there's a the kickback against it so it made me think was this the kickback against that are we going to get like more serious sort of adult you know comic book films coming in now because of this and and the you know how well it's done at the box office maybe maybe not well maybe not considering the amount of money that marvel films still make mm -hmm. uh but yeah and it, let's get it right as well come on if you've got to follow let's forget about suicide squad and Jared Leto and his version of Joker. Oh God! So yeah, that's another film I turned off halfway through. And I yeah, can, you know, there's there's not many. Even though I've said it twice in this episode, there's not many films I turn off. I'd normally no, I couldn't get through end. that either. I thought it was no. fucking shite. It was really bad. Yeah. So people think, you know, in recent cinema, especially, you know, Heath Ledger and Joker, and you think, what a fucking hard act to follow. 
Yeah. And I, I think he did amazing with it. And you do not, at no point did I find myself thinking of Heath Ledger's Joker at no. all. I was just completely <laughs> invested in, in this version of it, which I think is one of the highest compliments that you can give it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. And um, it's kind of like one of those where I know that the rebooting Batman hmm. um, and because of Sky Movies and one thing or another, I've been watching a lot of, not the whole film, but bits of, you know, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, all that kind of stuff. So I've been watching bits of those movies. And I think that, you know, Christian Bale's fantastic. I'd still love Michael Keaton, you know, because that's kind of, I suppose, the, yeah, yeah. As, uh, forget Adam uh, Ward for a second. No, not, no, not Adam Ward. It's Burt Ward. Adam West. That was mm. it. Sorry. Forget that for a second, because that's, that's different. You know, that's kind of, but so a lot, I love Michael Keaton, but Christian Bale's fantastic. And, and, I'm not a fan of uh, Ben Affleck as Batman, um, and then obviously you had George Clooney, fucking hell, and um, Val Kilmer. I don't, uh, Val Kilmer was okay, but yeah. So it, it, it's Michael Keaton and Christian Bale for me. So I know that there's been a bit of blowback for Robert Patton. It doesn't matter. I'm thinking is, there's always fucking people who moan about whoever's going to be Batman. Yeah, uh, it'll you be, know, it'll just be like the next James Bond. Whoever's you know, whoever's that is going to be yeah. probably on a hide into nothing. And then you watch it and you think, oh, actually, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but so I've got no issue with Robert Patterson because I haven't watched any of the. Well, not to tell a lie, I've watched the first Twilight movie, but I haven't watched anything else he's in. So, but I can't, I can't see Joker sort of crossing over into this. Feels like a standalone movie to me, yeah, as opposed yeah. to you know the start of a franchise. However, saying that, um, I think that they've there's rumours already because it's been so popular that there's going to be Joker 2 mm -hmm. and, and Phoenix will reprise his role. Um, so who knows? But, you know, I can't, I couldn't, and although there are links with Bruce Wayne and, you know, Batman, and again, maybe I kind of thought, mm, is that a bit shoehorned in? But, uh, you know, because I suppose you've got to have some link to, to Bruce Wayne and Batman and whatever. Yeah. But um, I can't see that there being a crossover. This this feels like it's almost like if if, if to, to sort of like put it into the mainstream, I suppose, if you'd like call it that comic book hero movies where you've got Batman and Joker, it would almost it would take away from from. Uh, from this, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It just it feels like it's a standalone movie to me, and 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 I think that's the way it should stay. You know. So, and then stop. You know, if they started tinkering with it and think, oh, let's chuck fucking Harley Quinn in and all that kind of stuff. And because <laughs> oh I know that, uh, that there's going to be a Harley Quinn movie next year, isn't there? Which, looking at the trailer, I've got no real interest in at all. No, me so, no, not at all. There you are. But no, great, great mm. movie. Well, before we uh, before we take the break, before the double dip, I'm going to throw in our below the belt grooming giveaway in here, just Ooh. in case, just in case we get any fair weather podcast listeners that want to go. Oh, I want to win this, and they'll probably listen to the beginning and then fast forward to the end. Uh, good to, yeah, got to make sure that you actually listen to the bloody podcast to stand a chance of winning it. Uh, and once again, really easy to do. You heard me talk at the beginning um, about you know the products below the belt grooming do. Uh, if you don't, go to their website. There's links all over our website for them. I would also like to do, if you're listening to this as well and you are on Twitter, and I know that not all of our listeners are on Twitter, uh, and you do use below the belt, 
or it's the first time that you've heard of their products because of this podcast and you've been you know even if you don't buy them at least you're now aware please give a tweet tag in us tag in below the bell and just let them know that you know we're helping spread the word that all helps um yeah and all you've got to do to win one of their great products again you send us an email and uh make us laugh basically just send us a funny email about anything it can be about anything it doesn't have to be about how sweaty your balls are um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah just give us a giggle but i will say just to make sure that you've listened to the podcast you have to put somewhere in the email because if you do it on the contact form on our website you can't put like you know a header for for the email somewhere within the email uh you have to put joker's sweaty balls and you can finish the email with Joker's sweaty balls but that's just to prove that you've listened to the podcast uh if you've entered into the previous giveaway please enter again the twitter competitions we do because it's just a retweet they get hundreds and hundreds of entries uh podcast ones trust me if if you willing to take a few minutes to send us an email you stand a good chance of, of winning you really do and i'm going to give mm -hmm. away more films on the podcast as well uh so yeah just just make us laugh with an email uh we so we're recording this november the 29th i will say oh god the closing date i will put at december because i'll release this this weekend uh, december the 8th midnight uk time Ooh, be a nice christmas present for yeah i want to make sure people get it for christmas uh and then you know hopefully again it it also makes people listen to these entertainment shows. It bumps us up the playlist. You can't. That's this is the one thing where it's, it is time sensitive. If you want to have a chance of winning a below the belt um, grooming product, so yeah, there you go. That's all you need to do. Make us laugh and put Joker's sweaty balls somewhere in it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure he does have sweaty balls too. I'm sure he could do Ooh, with yeah. below the belt grooming, couldn't he? Cool. Maybe <laughs> maybe he wouldn't be so pissed off if he'd got nice fresh balls. He wouldn't kill as many people. Just can say that he'd be so a lot happier. Yes. Yeah. It'd be maybe that's in the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> right. We shall take a short break and come back with our double dip. And now preview time. When it comes to entertainment. You can't beat a good film. So let's take a look at what's coming your way. It's a normal boring shift, too much to add. It's like a puncture one. Boys across town just got two more bodies. Said both had some kind of mark on their neck. Three random victims with the times of death and minutes apart. Bodies are miles apart. How's that work? Suspect heading west across Liberty. Hello, Thomas. What'd you say? Is this where it happens? Today marks the nine-year anniversary of the Market Street murders and a still unidentified suspect. Detective Lockhart, yes, hello. What do you mean it's happening again? You guys gotta see this. Philly PD. We've seen this woman. Nice to see you again. 
was torn apart by a train and nine years later she's back. She is priority number one for all law enforcement agencies. You have to stop chasing me. I'm doing all this for a reason. We're all going forward, but her. She's going backward. You have no idea what's coming. If you kill me now, the world as you know it will end. And welcome back. Uh, whatever Dave's inserted in there, I'm sure it'll have been ple- pleasurable. <laughs> oh, yes, it's always a pleasure when I insert anything. <laughs> um, so, yes, it's time for our double dip section. Mm. And this is where Dave and I pick a film that neither of us have seen. So uh, I send him a list of movies and usually you've seen most of them. So uh, and <laughs> he sends me a list of movies and usually I've seen none of them. So, uh, yeah, so there's uh, a couple this time around. Uh, one which is currently on Amazon Prime and the other one which is on Netflix, which is a Netflix exclusive. Um, so, Dave... This time round, you picked a movie called In the Shadow of the Moon. Yes. Which sounds very intriguing. Yeah, it does. And I watched uh, the trailer for it because, of course, you know, like you said, we pick films we've never seen. Uh, So most of the time I'll watch a trailer and think, "Mm, does it look okay?" This really intrigued me. It's sort of a sci-fi story where it begins in the 80s, like late 80s, if I remember rightly, uh, and it's got this Philadelphia cop, um, and he's really ambitious to work his way up through the force, and he begins tracking a serial killer, and this serial killer only appears every nine years, and it turns out that the serial killer is from the future. So you've got his story... So he's going from the 80s forward in time, but then it transpires that this the this serial killer is going backwards in time um, because it's not really a spoiler as such because their first encounter begins with the cop killing the serial killer. And they think, okay, so that's done and dusted. Nine years later, killings happen, meets this same person. You're going, oh, hold on, you died like nine years later so i found it really interesting that you've got you know his story going forward and you've got this person from the future who's going backwards in time jumping nine years every time Mm. and that was the most interesting thing about it i've got to admit because (laughs) we watched it and uh it's five minutes short of two hours long i found it way over long uh i think even at 90 minutes it would have been too long yeah. I thought everything about it was drawn out to the nth degree. Uh, it And it just, it really, it just laboured over everything. It was one of those really where when you watch the trailer, you have seen all, you've seen everything really. And, and you're just thinking, you, we're watching it and we're going, fucking hell, just get on with it. Get on with it. The simple plot points and they're just... There's a scene that will go on for like 10 minutes that could have been done in two minutes. And that happens on numerous occasions. And that's the main thing that I take from it is just constantly sat there going, oh, for fuck's sake, I wish they'll just get on with it. 
And then because of that, you lose all interest in the characters. You've got like no empathy for them whatsoever. And you don't. And then you end up at the point where you're thinking, I don't really care how it finishes, (laughs) (laughs) which is such a pain from the premise of it that's given through the trailer. And it's a good premise for it. You know, I really love that about it. They could have done so much more with it. And it's like it is over a month ago now since we watched it. And I think it says a lot that hardly anything sticks in my mind. There's nothing, there's no big standout thing apart from the beginning where he has a fight. And um, yeah, the the killer gets killed and it's in a subway. And that was like, oh, whoa, fucking hell, I wasn't expecting that. And then mm. it, it just, it, it's all downhill from there. Yeah. And it was it, it was it was a clock watcher, you know, where you find yourself looking at the clock more than you are at the screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we watched this in a couple of in two parts because um, one of the kids woke up, so we kind of watched an hour of it, and then we watched the the following hour or so, you know, a, a night or two afterwards. And um, initially, I was kind of intrigued because it starts off, and I thought, oh, this is a bit like Seven, you know, because it's uh, it's like a dark kind of rainy city it's Hmm. uh you know like kind of gruesome murders happening um you know uh people being poisoned it seems and then they're bleeding from every orifice and uh you know you're thinking oh where's this going and then the sort of like the the timey travel aspect of it kind of comes into it and then it started to lose me and i saw as as, like you similar to what you said as it went on the less interested I got. Yeah. So, um, I mean, looking at it, it's it's got a 6.2 uh, rating on uh, IMDb, uh, 24,000 views, so that's not bad. Mm. Um, there's, the, the Metacritic is 48, um, and, it, you know, it kind of... It just made me think about sort of some of these other films that are, you know, obviously like Looper, um, but and the Time Crimes. Have you seen that? I think yeah, you have. Yeah, yeah. Um, sort of like you know, it just kept making me think of other films that have got similar um, themes. But basically, I just kept thinking, oh, fancy watching that instead, you know? <laughs> you and, do, yeah. And and so it was disappointing because. I thought it had quite an interesting idea and an interesting premise, but then it just kind of, um, like, uh, well, we are kind of doing spoilers, I guess, aren't we? Because we, we do generally, but we yeah. do. I mean, like Michael C. Hall, for example. I like him. I like Dexter. So he's in this. He might as well not fucking be in it, to be quite honest with you. Um, you know, it, it's like he plays a a. a the lead character Boyd Holbrook, who I mentioned earlier on, who was in The Predator, uh, he plays his like brother-in-law, um, and he—it's like I didn't give it two shits about him whatsoever. No. You know, he's in the film throughout dif- the different decades. You know, as the movie goes on, and I just—you know—you can kind of see how you know the lead character he. he kind of becomes obsessed with this serial killer and you know trying to figure out why they come back despite having killed her at the sort of like the start of the movie and all this that and the other and so but it just didn't it fell flat for me just it i didn't i initially was into it but Mm. then i just kind of lost interest it tailed off completely for me um and even the ending i just felt a little bit lame you know it just kind of just didn't yeah just disappointing really um 
Yeah, I mean, just looking at some of the the Metacritic review, I mean, I say one of the more favourable ones, um, IGN. They said the action is thrilling and the science fiction stuff compelling, but there are several occasions where it feels like the screenplay is t- uh, talking down to its audience, most notably during its heavy-handed climax. <laughs> yeah, that did, uh, uh, the Guardian middling review. There's a slicker, more coherent, and ultimately more thematic, audacious film to be made from the disparate elements that make up shadow of the moon but what we have is a livable mess nonetheless it's ambitious its ambitions are easy to criticize but hard not to admire a mad little movie with big ideas on its mind Mm. Mm. Uh, um yeah and then the probably one of the worst ones it's certainly an imaginative concept for a detective story but the storyline gets so convoluted and baroque that unintentional humor sets in by the time we learn the outlandish motivation of the time traveling serial killer and her true identity the twists have been coming so fast and furious that we've long stopped caring i'll probably agree with that one out of all of them to be honest with you Um, so yeah, and the twist, the the plot twist, or the the, 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 the I suppose that's supposed to make you care about it all at the end. I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> no, because you have you just you have lost all interest by then, and it's just yeah. I don't I just don't care how it ends. Just for fuck's sake, finish and get it over with. Yeah, and which Ka- is a pity, Ka- really. Yeah, and Kay was the same. She said it was too long. Yeah, and she didn't care about it. So. Yeah. Not a particularly good recommendation, really. No, no, I would no, definitely not recommended that one. Uh, but I would recommend people check out uh, Time Crimes from yeah, 2007. Yeah. And Looper crack- as well. I enjoyed Looper too. Yeah, cracking, mm. cracking movies they are. Mm. Um, so there you are. Um, so my pick, Ooh. I went for something. I know we said we'd avoid politics, but kind of, it's a, <laughs> it intrigued me, I have to say. Yeah. To, um, well, this, and, this is a good example, though. This is a film I would have probably never have watched unless you'd have, you know, put it up as a double dip. There you are. And mm. I thought, um, oh, I bet Dave hasn't watched this. And mm. I was right. You were right. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Oh, God, I've got to just drinking some. Oh, Cherry Pepsi Max. And I'm doing your thing here. I'm burping. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, So this is Vice from 2018. What do you say? I want you to be my VP. I want you. You're my vice. Well, George, I, uh... I'm the CEO of a large company. And I have been Secretary of Defense. And I have been White House Chief of Staff. The vice presidency is a mostly symbolic job. Uh-huh. However, if we came to a uh, different understanding, I can handle the more mundane jobs overseeing bureaucracy, military, energy, and uh, foreign policy. Yeah, right. I like that. When you have power, people will always try to take it from you, always. Are you even more ruthless than you used to be?
So we're gonna do this thing or what? I mean, is this happening? I believe we can make this work. <laughs> Hot damn. Starring Christian Bale, um, Amy Adams, Steve Carell, uh, Sam Rockwell. And it is about the story of Dick Cheney. Um, I'll read the IMDb blurb. An unassuming bureaucrat, uh, Washington insider, who quietly wielded immense power as vice president to George W. Bush, reshaping the country and the globe in the ways that we still feel today. Uh, directed by Adam McKay who um, directed a lot of comedy stuff. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, Step Brothers. Come on. One, oh, of, the, one of the Brothers. best comedy films ever. Yeah, um, I love that. Yeah, um, and he did, uh, again, TV series Eastbound and Down. He directed an episode of that, which is, you know, obviously great. People have never seen that. Anchorman is another one. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's quite a prolific um, writer and director of comedy stuff. Yeah, so um, I was kind of intrigued by that as well. I, he, he's done the Big Short as well, which mm-hmm. has been a lot, a lot of good. Have you seen that? I've not seen it, but I've, apparently yeah. that's supposed to be really good yeah. as well. Uh, Christian Bale stars in that as well. So um, Metacritic-wise, this has got 61 based on 54 critics. Um, I'll just read the first one because it's only one word. Uh, this is from Original Sin, Dazzling. Uh, <laughs> that's a word you don't hear often, isn't it? Though? Let's go there with that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yes, yeah, sounds a bit camp, doesn't it? Yeah, it Dazzling, does. darling. Yeah. Listeners, uh, there you go. Your mission for the week after you listen to this. Try and put the word dazzling into a conversation at some point. Yeah, you should have said um, dazzling, sweaty, joker balls. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, the total film, um, a publication we read in this country, uh Give it a 80. Christian Bale outstrips all his previous transformations. Empire, 80 again. An acting masterclass that neither pulls its punches nor sacrifices detail to pander to a mass audience. This is smart filmmaking from a director who gets better with every film and a near career best from Bale, who is some, saying, uh, which is saying something. Uh, Guardian, give it a fantastic review. They're all pretty much fantastic. Hmm. The worst one, um, blah, da, da, da. Uh, Vanity Fair, all the arch gloss that McKay covers the film with isn't earned, nor not the, with when the movie's foundations intellectually... Oh, fuck off. I hate it when people <laughs> can't just fucking write something that makes sense. Um, the rap. Um, where is the joke here? Aside from Bale acting as though he's in a serious dramatic movie in which he goes method by adding on pounds and grunting his way through a half-baked performance, this is neither funny nor insightful. Okay, so um, I... I mean, like, you know, talk to Alan, I'm sure, from The Wild Ride. He could tell us all about, you know, American politics and, um, you know, all of that kind of stuff. I'm kind of fascinated with, well, with America in general, um, but also I kind of like... I do get into like a lot of the the American political stuff, you know, looking at it from an outsider's point of view. With this country, I couldn't give a fuck because whatever, I'm not going to go down that road. But with the American stuff, I think it's kind of fascinating with everything that's, you know, with all the stuff that happened with Obama uh, and then Trump, obviously, you know, it's like it's looking at it. You think, oh, wow, this is kind of crazy, but mm. I kind of dig it, you know, and all the presidential campaign going on. It's like two years in the making and all that kind of stuff um, or even longer than that, you know, but. It's so, and because like the the radio station I listen to, um, 
uh, Five Live that in uh, Up All Night, the show I listen to, they they do have a lot of stuff on about American politics, which is kind of interesting. So anyway, uh, this is kind of set around the time of 9-11. And before that, you know, it shows Dick Cheney when he was younger, he was a bit of a fuck up, you know, drunk, uh, you know, met his childhood sweetheart who turns out to be his wife who's played by amy adams and then you know it just kind of goes through the stages of his life as you know uh, throughout his career until the point where he became vice president to george w bush um now what the film does say is that basically we don't know a lot of this we're kind of making it up as we go along mm. um this isn't necessarily a, a, a you know a, a a, a strict autobiography of this man um and that kind of plays into the way that it's filmed which i think is i like a lot you know i thought it was really well filmed it was really engaging all the way through um kind of p- portrays him and um Carell's character who is donald rumsfeld yeah. uh you know has basically been shitbags in a lot of ways <laughs> you know and i think that nobody really comes off as being a nice person in the movie um it, it, amy adams is it, pushing um christian bale you know dick cheney up the ladder she's she's and um, she you know they always say that what's the saying behind every great man there's a, a great woman and all that kind of stuff she's pushing him uh you know to where you know and all this that and the other so um yeah there's there's not a lot of nice people in this movie um however saying that I really liked it. I thought it was really entertaining, really sort of like, again, maybe unintentionally funny. You could look at it as a bit of a spoof. Um, I suppose the whole kind of like the Doctor Strange Love kind of stuff, you know, maybe you can think about it in in that respect, uh, that it's so absurd that, you know, if stuff like this did happen, that, you know, it's kind of, kind of crazy to think that you know this guy kind of did wield as much power and that maybe bush was just this kind of idiot that was led by what he was told by um, cheney and all that kind of but again whether that's true or not i'm sure people can tell us hmm. um so but yeah i thought it was great it was, it was kind of like a, a funny engaging movie and bale I think along with Phoenix, I was thinking about this, you know, if you think about sort of like the actors of our, you know, their generation and, and whatever, they are fucking awesome at what they do. I mean, they're, you know, particularly you know, Christian Bale, he's been in so many di- di- films, he's diverse movies. He's not adverse to sort of like this. He puts on a lot of weight, you know, for this role. And then with the machinist, I think he lost a load of weight, didn't he? Uh, you know, so it's yeah. kind of like, he does go a bit method and i think you know he, he does he, yeah he does and it, just quickly it's just reminded me as well when i talked about the Le Mans 66 when you do watch it i would be really interested as well to hear your feedback on christian bale's uh west midlands accent as well oh is that because i've seen the trailer is that yeah. what that's supposed to be yeah it is because it does vary throughout the film sometimes it's uh, it's you know it's more of that west Midlands lilt to it, whereas bits of the films he seems to go a bit more Dudley, sort of, oh, really? like, oh, and he does sort of go more sort of brummy to whatever. Uh, so yeah, it'd be interesting to hear what you think about that as well. Oh, interesting, but yeah, I like the way that the, the the voiceover and everything, and um yeah, I really liked it. I really really liked it. So what what did you think? Yeah, I was I was really interested when you said you know about 
you in American politics as opposed to UK politics. Because I've always been the same. Fucking UK politics is just... Whereas, obviously, you know, I keep an eye on what's going on, but I just fucking hate it. Whereas American politics has always really interested me going back to... And I think it was... Was it 74 when it was um, Ford and Carter that was up? That's the first one that I remember having an interest in. And I was rooting for Jimmy Carter because it was over here, at least it was always, he's the peanut farmer. And I was like, I want the peanut farmer to be president. I remember thinking that as a kid. Uh, And I've always loved American politics, even to the point where when I did... um, I'll just sound like a, a complete twat now. My master's degree dissertation, I did it about... It was American... It, it linked American <laughs> politics and the Rambo films, and I talked about that because, you know... So I've always really had an interest in American politics. Um, having said that, again, like I started with this, this was a film that w- wasn't really on my radar. Uh, and I loved it. I fucking loved it. Um, I love the way... I love the story. Again, it sets it up. And I think it comes, it, there's a piece of text at the beginning and I wish I'd written it down now. And it's something like, you know, we try our best. It's, you know, it's of what happened, but then like Chain is one of the most secretive men in the world. And some of it, we just had to fucking guess at. And it, you know, it swears yeah. in it as well, doesn't it? And you know, okay. The way that it's filmed, the way that it is edited, the way that it like often breaks the fourth wall, um, it, the, the way that the whole film is constructed I, it just clicked with me immediately. You know, everything about it I was going, oh my God, that's amazing that the way they've done that. And yeah, obviously, you know, I know that it's probably not a lot of it is exactly how it happened. It, you know, it paints a very broad picture of, of what did go on. And of course, the politics of the right and director, Adam McKay, uh, he, he doesn't sit on the fence with this. It's not like he's making a documentary and lets the viewer decide. It, it is quite obvious that he goes, Chain is a bit of a cunt, really. to the point where when he has a heart transplant and they take Chaney's heart out and it's placed right in front of the camera they take his heart out and it's a black heart it's just black on it and it's like it is you know it's one of those going here he is here's a guy with a black heart he doesn't give a fuck about people he just cares about himself and he doesn't care who dies uh it was shocking as well it was sort of like not so subtly hinted about well, it could have a lot to do with nine eleven and you know that kind of stuff. Did you pick up on that with like mm-hmm. the whole nine eleven stuff? And it's like, oh yeah, oh well, we could do with getting oil from here, there, and everywhere. Oh, where, where is it? Oh, it's over there. Who can we blame? Oh, F nine eleven that goes on, and we can get over there and get oil, and then all these share prices go up. And again, you don't know what's true and what's not. You know, it, it, it like any film, it's 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 fiction, uh, but it it engaged me completely and again this is a film that's over two hours it's like you know two hours ten uh and it's another one give me another hour of it i would have sat there happily and watched it and for a film again that it would not have been one that i would have picked at all unless you'd you know you picked it for this and i'm so glad that you did because i loved it and i Mm. i will definitely revisit in revisit in the future and if i see it somewhere uh, and pick it up at a good price on Blu-ray. It's a buyer for me. Yeah, it, it, it's really good because, like, um, like I said, you know, I think Steve Carell's really funny in it. In, in, yeah, again, yeah, yeah. There's comedy in there that's perhaps maybe because they're they're sort of like you know such shit bags. But then when you look at the, some of the things, like you said, there's um, you know that the after effects of nine eleven and you know how it's changed the world even today. You know with sort of the rise of ISIS and all that kind of stuff and the, the indirect effects of, 
uh of that and the way it tells the story it's just it's really cool it was just it was great yeah. it was and it just really it, it highlights how power and money are above everything people value that above everything and that's that's all and it and that's really shit you know at the, at the basis of everything it's just yeah power and money is what fuels so many people and it's and this is how it can corrupt people mm. <laughs> a, but uh yeah loved it but especially the way that the whole thing was put together and it wasn't you know it wasn't just like a, a linear narrative as well it would jump around in the timeline it would go backwards and forwards and like i said breaking the fourth wall and people talking to camera and this that and the other going on was yeah. it just kept your interest all the way through it yeah and that sort of like little um section about an hour or so in where you think it does that spoof ending i thought oh that's brilliant oh you know? my god yeah that is so funny yeah <laughs> really good movie yeah it's it's what it's been a while since you know you again you, you sit down and you think oh, i don't know what to expect from this mm. but it was great it was really good yeah Re yeah really glad i watched it yeah yeah me too i would highly recommend it definitely are you excited? I know changing the subject very slightly, but um, are you excited to watch The Irishman? Yeah, and talking about long films, that's three and a half hours? Yeah, Ooh. yeah, because I've been watching a bit of Goodfellas and Casino, again, because it's been on the TV, just I'm to catch a bit of it. Yeah. And uh, and thinking, oh, Scorsese, Pesci, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, fucking hell. This, and it's getting amazing reviews as well, thinking this could be mm. something special, you know. So. Yeah, I think it will be. The only thing, the only tiny thing in my mind is, you know how, like, especially Hollywood goes through, oh, this is the latest phase, you know, like 3D and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Oh, and all that. yeah. De-aging is the thing of the moment now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. And it's been for a while, and you sort of go, oh, fucking, here's another. And everybody seems to be jumping onto the de-aging bandwagon. And so this is another one, obviously, where this is in it. So that's the only thing where, in the back of my head, I'm going, oh, fucking, here we go, another de-aging one. Because mm. um, so there was that in... Um... Terminator, wasn't there? Was Terminator, yeah. Gemini Man uh, is another one. There's, oh, there's, there's been like loads recently. It is. Yeah, and some have been it, good and some have it, been not so good. Aquaman was another one. Yeah, It Part 2 had it in as well, believe it or not, um, with the kids. I don't know why, but they've seen, <laughs> it just it distracts me. You know, it, yeah. it, it, it sort of like takes me out of the, the experience because I think, God, you know. But, yeah. uh, but there you are. But there you are. So anyway, a positive recommendation and Definitely. a not so not so positive recommendation. Yeah, this one don't bother and one highly recommended. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Mm, yeah, it's good. Uh, right then, we the usual finish off then. Um, yeah. So people, the the, uh, the ones that have skipped to the end trying to find the, uh, the below the belt giveaway tough. You got to listen to the whole fucking show because <laughs> we've, <laughs> we've hidden it away. <laughs> <laughs> go back and listen to us those that have listened to it all thank you and you know where that is <laughs> uh, you will probably also know where our website is 60minuteswith.co.uk contact us from one there you can email us direct contact at 60minuteswith.co.uk you can use both of those to enter our below the belt giveaway and i really do encourage that you do before midnight on december the 8th uh, because like i said before you stand a really good chance of winning and it's a fucking awesome prize and again across all of the competitions that we do uh, if you've won before just keep entering that doesn't mean to say you can't win again we just do random draws your name could come up again it doesn't matter uh, so just you know take a minute and enter these 
Uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram. Both of those are at 60 Minutes With. Uh, both good reasons to follow all of those. And again, I know I've had... It's always good to get quite a few emails from people that listen to us and they're not on any kind of social media. Uh, if you're not on any social media, and I would say especially Twitter, and it's to do with competitions, our competitions are going through the roof. If If only you knew the stuff that is lined up into next year to give away... And I would love to do them, in all honesty, just podcast only. Mm. Um, but I can't because we've got so much. Just constantly giving stuff away. Stuff away. If you're listening to this and you're not on social media or on Twitter, even and this isn't just like, oh, just follow us on Twitter. It, it, just because you, I'm saying this because you listen to us, join Twitter and follow us and enter the competitions because I would love more podcast people to win as well. Uh, and there's some fucking awesome stuff. There's a December competition coming up, uh, and it's another one. Uh, it's from Fabulous Films, and it's a it's a pack. It's a big bumper pack. There's Blu-rays, DVDs. There's uh, a big box set. The whole package comes to just under a hundred pounds worth of stuff Ooh. that I'm going to be giving away in the next week or so. Uh, there's an amazing limited edition Steelbook Blu-ray that I'm going to be giving away. There's a loads. So please, even if you just follow us uh, and you'll then have a chance of winning stuff. Uh, Reddit, uh, 60 Minutes with Podcast on Reddit. That's a good way. That's gone so quiet. It's like the fucking wasteland there at the moment. <laughs> there must be people that listen to us that are on Reddit. Just uh, come and say hello. Come into uh, come into the po- into the Reddit notes of this show. All I post on there is every time we release a show, I put a post on there. For this one, just say hello. Let us know people are there. It'd be nice. I I don't. I, I never um, used it. I only joined it because I thought, well, Reddit's really popular. I'll give people a way, another way. If people don't want to email us or that you're not on Twitter, Reddit's another way that you can ask us questions or leave feedback. Um, and we were getting some, but it's it's just like there was there was I don't know there was tumbleweed going through the last time I looked at it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, they're the best ways of getting in touch with us. I think that's it, mate. That's awesome. I've really enjoyed tonight. It's been good to catch mm. up again and uh, get back on the horse. Back, so, yeah. back on the horse. Some good recommendations, some good things to avoid as well. Yeah, hopefully yeah. we've saved some people, you know, some time from watching stuff as well. Yeah, we've mm. suffered instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, fresh balls, as always, below the belt grooming. Um, you know what to do. You people that listen to all of this episode... But mm. do it before midnight on December the 8th and you have a chance of winning. Uh, right, we'll bugger off. And um, yeah, I don't know, maybe you should watch an episode of Big Mouth before bed, mate. I'm thinking about that. Actually. You should yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. And then just, yeah, let me know. Just get it, you know, the first one, get it out of the way and let me know what you think. OK, I shall do that now. Yeah. I'll, 20... see, I'll see if the missus is up and we'll uh, we'll do yeah. that. 20, 20 minutes and it's done and dusted. Well, that's, I was going to say that sounds like my sex life, but that's far too long. <laughs> uh, right, let's go. I shall, uh, I shall, I always hate, fucking hate the end of podcasts. It's always so difficult to do. So I'll just say yes, it's from me, it's goodbye, and I'll leave you to finish the show. Yes, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.